Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday. It is five o'clock. It is club call time. This is your opportunity to give us a call. Please give us a call. I want to hear the stories. I want to hear stories from around the world of how your how your Sunday went um, with Evan. I want to know. I want to know if you were in a bar. I want to know if you were at home. I want to know if you were in the match. I want to know your story of Sunday and how how you felt, uh, how your day went, um, and then also I want to I want to have get people on who want to talk about what next. Yeah. What's the situation next? What do you want to see next? There's lots of rumors swirling around um, regarding uh, MSP. There's lots of rumors circling around about. Um, well, not rumours, but there's a fab meeting tonight and apparently Denise Barrett-Baxendale is going to be there. Apparently Graeme Sharp's going to be there. So if you want to give us a call on that. Uh, Connor Cody situation, I'd love to hear people's uh, views on that. Um, on whether they think we should keep him or whether we should just let him go back to Wolves or whatever, whatever, or what, or whatever circumstances. Tell us. Tell us. Get, get through. Gemma, Gemma is waiting to take your call. Gemma's waiting to take your call. She'll put you through. Just make sure, for Gemma's sake, that you put your name in the chat. Put your name in the chat. Put your name in the chat and let us know. And I want to know where you're calling from. And um, let's have a chat about it. So it is. It is the. It's the. It's a bit of a. You know, bit of a therapy. Bit of a. The. You know, we're just. We're just coming out of it, aren't we? We're just coming out of the whole situation yeah. of that we were. That we were in. Very stressful. Very stressful day very stressful few weeks and now is our chance to just uh unwind a little bit it's good to get things out it's good to talk it is good to talk ned you're absolutely right it is good to talk so let us get on get on don't forget this is a club call it's a club call it's not a comments call it's a club call so i want or a club comments so i want to i want you on the line i want I, there should be like 10 people already trying to get through who want to have a chat with us about what happened on what their day was like on sunday um and and as I said, let us let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Ned, we're gonna to talk to Ned. Ned, we're gonna to talk to Ned first. How was your day on Sunday, Ned? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, like Jack, I watched it from a slightly different perspective. Mm. Um wasn't at the game. Um I was a bit worried because actually, you know, I don't often miss home games, so mm. missing the home game and not being there felt slightly guilty. But oh, I yeah. also felt like probably got more of a chance of me not being there but yeah it's not like it's not like there's a like a bad look at home but it seems like every time i go to an away game yeah they'd ne- they never win so i thought well, i'll see if that same thing sort of works at home yeah and it did yeah um it was just i couldn't imagine being there if, if we lost but it was just such a when people say you can feel the weight relief off your shoulders mm. you really it's more like in your chest that you really feel like that that in your chest when when full time as it goes at, like, oh. at um on Sunday night at um what time was it say quarter to six quarter to seven sorry did you start playing happy songs instead of playing miserable songs like you normally do I d- did anyway it was a it was a happy birthday party so <laughs> no but you normally play happy just mi- miser- miserable no, music not not live do you mean not live when we've not, done not when we've days. done uh, Toffee TV premiere night. Your, your songs are all that's just, just like that's because it's it's just a it's a place where it's not like it's a client where I'm, I'm 
I'm gigging for the venue. Or yeah. I have to get constant booking. It's a place where I can mm-hmm. go and play my own songs. And no, it's not. I mean, it's not because we're the people who book. Yeah, so it should be happy, happy yeah. stuff. I, I normally do a good mix. Like, there shouldn't be any mix. Like, there shouldn't be any miserable stuff. I never do any miserable slow stuff when I'm actually gigging live okay. on a weekend. Okay. It's all happy single yeah. stuff that people can get involved in with. Okay, okay. Gemma, uh, let us know when, when we've got someone. I did hear someone in my ear just before. They joined and went away. Left. Oh, come on. Don't be that'll joining. Be, that'll, that'll be Tony, that. Don't be joining and that'll going away. If you're coming on, you're coming on. And make sure you're coming on with a with a good point as well. Don't come on and go, oh, uh, I'm just glad, happy to talk to you, lads. Get on and let's have a chat. Let's have a proper chat. Just looking at the comments on uh, Toffee TV Premier, um, someone is just, their comments, it's just their name. Fair play. I mean, that's not the place. That's not the place to... You need to click the link in the description. Um, I've had some nightmares on the. Some I think it was a week ago I asked someone to count to five for a sound check. I think I think it was Jordan. And oh yeah. Jordan just went. Jordan's done the same thing. He's put his name. You don't put your name in the comments. You put your name on on in the on, chat. On the chat once you click the link, Jordan and John. Come on, people. <laughs> How hard use is your, this? Use your initiative. Come on. Chris Wilson says, "I wanna, I wanna thank you, you and all the Toffee TV crew for the work that you've put in over the over the year. Everton isn't easy, and I can pause it uh, if I want and give myself some relief. But you guys are forced to endure the hell, and have to and have to answer why and what if over and over again. To folks who just don't understand, it must be exhausting taking uh, taking the, those shots." Thank you for taking those bullets and enjoying our torture. No bar club makes it a tad less stressful for you and us next season. Hopefully, listen, it's just what we do, isn't it? Um, I've, I've actually heard people say that um, they think that we actually like uh, us being rubbish so we can just sit here and moan all day. Uh, no, I'd like us to be good so we could sit here and be happy all day. That's what I would like. Right, we've got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Yeah, go on, Tony. Where are you? Yeah, it's Tony from Chattanooga. Oh, Chattanooga. Unbelievable. How are you, mate? How was, how was your experience of Sunday? Well, you know, I'm actually nervous now because we're starting to talk about Sunday. <laughs> so um, I was supposed to go to a pub. There's an English guy in town. He opened a pub called Shady. Yeah. And um, I decided I couldn't go because I don't want to embarrass myself in public. Okay. So I put on, we've got Peacock, you know, Peacock is. Yeah, yeah, Peacock yeah. Plus. yeah, yeah, NBC. Well, Peacock yeah. had all the games. Mm. So I had every game. So I had on the big screen on my TV, on my PlayStation 4, I had our game. Yeah. And then on my phone, I had Leeds. And then on the other one, I had Leicester. Yeah. And I'm proud of myself because I didn't start drinking. I actually watched the entire game without drinking. Yeah. That's good. Um, but it was, it was very tense. I paced. I'd never sat down the whole time. I was standing up the whole time. So it was a pretty chilled out experience. No, I mean, I literally didn't want to go out because I was like, what if I start crying if we lose? Like, what if, you know, I look like an idiot. Plus, this is like Liverpool country here. Mm. So they have a big Liverpool club. Yeah. And I've gone to some of those matches like the Derby. Yeah. And I'm the, I'm the guy sitting there walking out with my tail between my legs. Because <laughs> I go out there with my Everton jersey. Well, that's, you're just representing, aren't you? 
Yeah, it's just me, though. It's like 50 to 1, the ratio. <laughs> That's Well, here we say it's 20 to 1 We in terms of 20, 20 of them are worth one of us. So, But I'm glad they got through it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was nerve-wracking. Mm. And then it... uh, my daughter was sleeping. And, of course, when we scored, I was, like, freaking out. <laughs> I think it'd be it was, even more yeah, it was, nerve, a, right? it was a long morning. I was exhausted after work. I was going to say, it would have started quite early for you, wouldn't it? So Yeah, yeah 11.30. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was really good. And, and you know, the, the NBC coverage was really good, too. Like, they basically spotlighted the Everton game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had Tim Howard there as well, didn't he? So... And they were obviously on the pitch right in the corner. So, obviously, they did make a real big deal of it. So, And, yeah, I mean, they did that here as well. We Our main game in this country was Everton as well. And they were sort of, um, well, they were they were hoping in a way that Everton would get beat because it would be the, the big story, wouldn't it? Being at Goodison Park, um, you know, it's not not exactly a compliment that, but but that's that's that shows that we are still a big we are still a big name, and and they know they would have got um, big numbers for it. Yeah, what do you think about them putting uh, Michael Oliver in the VAR? I had no idea he was in the VAR. I I'll be honest, I don't actually care who's who who referees or VARs our game. They're all terrible, and it doesn't actually. I don't actually. I just don't take any attention, pay any attention to it because I always think. I always think when you start paying attention to things like that, you're taking your focus off other things. Um, yeah. So I never really pay attention to that kind of thing. And also, I don't want to be one of those people who um, starts thinking there's a conspiracy against us or 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 even the opposite way. I, so I, 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 I honestly don't really pay any attention to the referees or the VAR. I just think whatever will be, will be. And, and, and um, you know, hopefully it works itself out. Well, you know, I joined um, ESPN Plus too, so I could watch FA Cup. I got to watch the the Wembley games, the fun, you know, the playoffs and everything. Mm. Um, and so I started watching La Liga. Okay. And I and I watched the difference between the referees in La Liga versus the referees in EPL. Mm. And I used to referee for like five years, and yeah. it really pisses me off watching these referees how inconsistent they are. How that you know these guys have dad bods, they've got bad posture, they're bald, <laughs> they don't look like they can run around, like they've ever kicked a ball. And then I'm watching La Liga, and these guys are actually like keep the game under control. They don't get Mitrovic, you know, where the guys get pushed because he's backing off. It's like the the, the EPL uh, referees have got no confidence. Mm. They're out of shape. They look like they've never kicked the ball. Yeah. And then I watch La Liga, and I'm like, no, these guys are actually. Yeah. I was watching. It was Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. He gave out 10 yellow cards in the second half because <laughs> he keeps control of the game. He doesn't let stuff get out of control. And I think that, you know, EPL referees are like, I think Michael Oliver is the only one that I respect. Yeah. Yeah, they're weird in this country. I mean, like, I, I think the officiating is poor in general. But you, you, I think there's like a, we almost have this thing in the UK or certainly in England of like, you've got to let the game flow and you've got to let, um, you've just got to let, you know, forget about like, you know, the, you know, they talk about being like English rules and European rules almost where files will be given in this country. Um, oh, sorry, files will be given in Europe. That yeah, won't be given yeah. in this country. So there's almost like, but it goes too far. It goes to the point where players are allowed to go get away with like I, I honestly thought Dominic Solanke should have been sent off on Sunday. Yeah. Because yeah. he had a booking and then he committed two more pretty 
bad fouls, I thought. And I thought he deserved a second yellow card. But the, there's almost this rule where it's like, well, you've had a yellow card, so I can't give you another yellow card because you'll get sent off, even though you would have got a yellow card if you weren't on a yellow card. Does that make sense? So it's... Because the referees have no confidence. They yeah. don't have the confidence to say, "Get yeah, you had your warning. I'm giving you the second one. Mm. You know, that that's the issue, I see. Mm. And what I, happens when you don't give, when you don't call stuff, the players start taking the game into their own hands. Yeah. I don't right? think so it's a call. So uh, you get nicked and then you don't get the foul called, then you're going you're gonna to chase after the guy and you're going to trip him. Like oh. what happened to uh, Andre Gomez. Yeah. You know, because Son thought he got fouled, and he goes, well, now I'm going to go and trip this guy, and then the guy breaks his leg. So, yeah, that's I think that's the, the issue. But we've seen challenges um, like that, and then we've seen challenges like, I think it was Michael Oliver who was actually in charge of the game. It might not have been, actually. Um, but it was Newcastle at home last season where Allen gets sent off. That That's, you know, you'll see other challenges on different weeks in the same league or, or even the same weekend, and it's a different outcome. And I think that's... I think the rules and it goes with offside, goes with penalties, handball rules. I think they're all there's inconsistencies, and it's probably because they're not as black as white as rules are in other leagues in Europe or they were in the world. Yeah, they, they are black and white. I mean, the rules aren't any different. It's just that it's how you, it's how they're interpreted. But they seem to um, change every week, and it's how they are. So. It's how you know that's what I'm saying. It's how it's how they're looked upon. So, um, it's how they're looked upon. So, well, like the Decore of Kane situation, Kane pushes over Demari Gray. DeMar Gray falls down, the ball's by his foot, he kicks the ball, the wh- whistle's clearly blown, then he runs up to DeCorey, he kicks the ball, that's a yellow card, guaranteed. Yeah. Then he gets into a fight with DeCorey, that's a yellow card, and then he falls and thinks like he got his fa- a, a face broken, and he's like, that's, you know, that's another yellow card. Yeah. But the official can't even keep control of all the players, there's fights breaking out on the yeah. sidelines, that's... so they just lose control of the game. That's the word, though, control, it's about having a control, it's about, it's about it's about standing up and saying, I'm I'm in charge here. And the best referees are always like that. The best referees will go up to the, the best player on the pitch, no matter who is, and go, you know, listen, you can't talk to me or my, um, you know, my the other officials like that. And they do stand up to them. And I think you see that in other countries. I think you see that in Italy quite a lot. And also, you're absolutely right. When you look at um, officials in other countries, like tonight, so if it's the Europa League final tonight, I bet you the official looks like he could be a Premier League footballer. Like, I bet you, and that's yeah. that's another thing. It's like, they look, when you see officials, the best officials, they look like they could be prem- like footballers. They look fit. They don't, like you just said, they don't look like they've got dad bods. They don't look like they don't look like pasty. They don't look like they, they've been, they got bullied in school. They look like they could be playing in the game and I always think there's almost like an element of that is where the, the players have more respect for them because they've got some kind of stature you know the best referees in this country over the last few years have all been like six foot plus and look like that if the player squared up anywhere near them they just destroyed them and, and and I think you know I know that sounds a little bit silly but that you do get that little bit of respect from that because you look like you can hold your own um, and I think that goes a long way in saying I'm the boss yeah and you see that, you know, you probably don't see it as much, but we obviously, in this country, we have rugby union. And in the rugby union, the fellas who are playing are obviously the biggest, toughest guys. But, you know, when they talk to the ref, they talk to the ref like, you know, it's their, it's they're talking to their dads. It's like, yeah, uh, yes, sir, no, sir, uh, I apologise, sir. And there's no other words that come out of their mouths. And when they get spoke to, they've got their heads down and they're getting spoken to like they were being spoken to in school. 
and there's a complete respecting because they know they can't cross that line. And we've with football, we've lost that in this. We've lost. I don't even know if we've ever had it, but it's a thing where we need to get that back. But that comes from referees being good at what they do. And the simple fact is, they've made so many mistakes, and VAR makes so many mistakes. That how can you have respect for these people? Well, why wouldn't you get pissed off if the guy makes a bad call and your you know your game's on the line? Mm. And um, like in the U.S., you can't even talk to the referees. I mean, not maybe not in the MLS. I always, I also also think it's funny that the MLS guy who is officiating the MLS is now going to the EPL. Yeah. Um, but the National Football League, none of the players can talk to the referees. Yeah. And in the NBA, none of the players can talk to the referees. It's there's a certain amount of respect there. Yeah, that's and, it. Um, to me, it's like you know, like you have a substitute teacher. And all the kids are like, ha-ha, it's yeah, yeah. time to play games. Yeah. That's what it's like. It's like a bunch of substitute teachers that nobody has any respect for. And there's no assertiveness. And, uh, you know, I hate when the referees want to talk to the players. Just give them the yellow card and move on. You know? Yeah. They don't flash enough yellows in the EPL. Yeah, exactly. We've yeah. seen more managers and players be uh, punished now for disrespect to officials now which is terrible you know Klopp, how many times does Klopp yell? Yeah. the fourth official by the way in your league is just a guy who just gets verbally abused for two hours yeah he's just a buffer <laughs> he's just a buffer funny enough someone's just told me that the Europa League um, uh, final referee is Anthony Taylor <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what though? Do you know what though? He'll probably have a good game. No, he probably, he probably will. Be fine. He probably will because he'll be doing it at a different standard. But we need to get like we need to get like a level in where there is that like, like that respect element in straight off the bat. Problem with this country. Another problem is they start off with the season and they go, "We're going to do this. We're going to do that." And after a few weeks, it all goes away. They change the way they're doing things. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but you guys had two referees at the World Cup. Yeah. You had oh, Michael yeah. Oliver and the, and the bald guy. The bald guy does the game. South Korea. Yeah. South Korea shoots in the it's in the extra time, second half, extra time. Mm. Shoots it goes off of I think it was Saudi Arabia's leg or something. Goes yeah. out of bounds. They go to set up for the corner. He blows the whistle and ends the game. Yeah, which I've never seen no. ever in my life. And then the um, South Korean coach starts going off on him. He gives him a red card. Yeah, it's why it's why England do well and have been doing well in tournaments recently because they never have to face an English referee. <laughs> That's why they do well. So, saying that though, what I will say is though, I've watched some of the MLS referees in the states. Jesus Christ, they are absolutely woeful. So, I mean, there's bad and then there's bad. So, um, but there just needs to be more respect, I think. Anyway, just one last thing Go I want on. to bring up. It's, uh, um, you know, Peacock Plus, I pay it's 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And you get you get pretty much every game, unless it's on like cable, USA Network or yeah, something. Yeah, but pretty yeah. much you get all the games. Yeah. And ESPN Plus, And then on Sunday, I get all the games. Yeah. Right. So I didn't have to. And then um, ESPN Plus, I get La Liga. I got FA Cup. Games that you get blacked out on, I get some of those. Yeah. Wembley Championships. Yeah, and they're both. That's twenty bucks a month. Uh-huh. And I can cancel. Yeah, so it's ten bucks for each, and I guess you guys are paid ridiculous fees over there to watch football, which is insane. It's. I'll tell you how much it is. So it's. So to to have Sky, it probably costs. I would imagine in the region of fifty, sixty pound a month, for the sports package, 
And the way they do it is really clever because they don't just like have a football package. They have like a they have like a movie. They have no, but what they do is they go, well, it's this much for the football and if you want movies it's an extra 15 quid and then if you want like all the channels it's just like an extra couple of pounds so really you can't really get rid of the football but you also don't get all the games and then for bt which is changing to tnt because they've just been bought by the discovery and warner group it's probably another 20 pound a month um and then there's amazon have got games as well and amazon is obviously that's amazon prime so you're paying 90 pound a year so that's a little bit better so you've got all, you've got three different channels, and not all the games are on. So we only get the early kickoffs on a Saturday morning, the late kickoffs on a Saturday, and the Sunday games, and that's all we get. And some midweek games. So none of the three o'clock games we get live. So it's costing over a hundred pound plus a month, and we're not even getting all the games. And yesterday in this country, five guys were put away in prison. The 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 one of the guys got eleven years for selling um, set-top boxes or or whatever you want to call them, fire sticks, to, so people could watch games. So a service that isn't even offered in this country, someone was selling those, those uh, and a, one of the guys got 11 years, 11 years for, for basically IP fraud. 11 years. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you know, in the United States, we used to have cable boxes. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have it over there. Back in the 80s and 90s, and, and these guys would sell these these cable boxes yeah. where they would they would crack the codes yeah yeah and you get all the cable you just pay the guy like 200 bucks for the cable box and then like the cable company doesn't know that you're you know, yeah yeah you have every channel but homer, homer homer simpson was obviously the classic one wasn't he so um so but like so we have fire sticks over here which are like loaded up with with like um you know they go and you go into the, the, the you know they go into the back of your tv and they're loaded up obviously over the network and you can get yeah. games and stuff going on through streams and they're pretty stable and most people buy them because they cost like 60 pounds a season so people buy can them you, yeah and can you guys get like can you guys get like vpn and just pretend you're in the united states and you can you can but it's 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 really it's 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 really um yeah, it's not stable. Illegal. It's not st- well. It, well, it isn't illegal because we've had this. We've had, we've had, um, we've had uh, packages with like the uh, zone, and we've had packages with Opus Sports and with Peacock, and you use your VPN. So it's not technically illegal, but they're not very. They're just not stable enough. They just don't. Oh. They're just not stable. The v, they're, yeah. they're starting to work the VPNs out and stuff. So they're just not stable. And but it's a joke. It's like. People in this country, we're just not even allowed to watch our own games because of the three o'clock rule, which is so ridiculous that we're not even allowed to watch all the games. So we pay all this money and we still can't watch all the games. And people are going to pr- imagine being in prison and like there's a drug dealer or a murderer or someone on manslaughter, and they go, "What are you in for, mate?" You go, "Oh yeah, streaming the Everton game, mate." And you're like, "You know what I mean?" It's like, "What are you on about?" Like, what are you in here for? Oh, yeah, yeah, trafficking drugs. How long are you in here for? I got nine years. Oh, I got 11 years for streaming Premier League games. What the, What is going on? There needs to be a massive yeah. change in the rules. But that when you guys couldn't watch, was it an FA Cup game you couldn't watch? I think that was... You had one game that was blacked out this year where you're like, oh, we can't watch it. Um, well, there's been loads of I games. The Arsenal game. Ridiculous. The Arsenal game, that was on when we got beat 4-0. That wasn't on anywhere here. Because it oh wasn't on anywhere. You couldn't watch it in this country because it was supposed to be a two o'clock Sunday game because originally that originally that would be classed as a Saturday three o'clock game and it got moved to the Sunday because because 
Arsenal were in the Europa League and it wasn't picked for TV. And then it was moved because of the Queen dying. So it got put on a Wednesday. And because it wasn't picked for TV originally, it couldn't be shown on TV. So anyone in this... And because Arsenal were going for the league, so imagine how many Arsenal fans wanted to watch that game and you couldn't watch it legally in this country. In this country? Like, just say that to yourself. Not like a blackout. Not like you couldn't watch it in your area because it's not sold out. Like, nobody in this country could legally watch that game and you were breaking the law if you watched that game in this country. Like, how ridiculous is that? The rest of the world... They're treating it like child pornography. I don't understand this. Yeah, well, there you go. The the, the sad thing is the Premier League would make so much money with their own streaming platform. Like, probably more than they get off licenses off Amazon, Sky, and whatever, because they don't get all the games, do they? So, if they just had their own Netflix, but they call it the Premier League, Premier League TV, they'd get so much more people signing up for it, £10 a month. And there'd be a lot... If you think how much people now stream games without paying anything because they're happy to just stream games for free rather than pay £50 a month for Sky or Amazon. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, it, and it makes, it, as so said, they would make so much more money if they just yeah. did one streaming thing and said, right, certainly in the UK, if the Premier League just took back control and said, and even they could start it with a third party, so obviously you've got like Peacock over there. We could do something similar in this country. It's like Amazon Prime or this new TNT have got the rights for all the games or even Sky and just said, but it's going to all going to be on a, on a platform where you pay one fee a month and Everyone would get it in this country. Everyone. Because that's like not everyone has Sky in this country. So, and why would you? I pay something like £116 a month for Sky. And it's because they've got you because of the way they structure the they structure yeah. the the different things. And and I don't even know if I need to have it. I'm probably gonna get rid of it this month because because there's no football, but because but but they probably say, well, you can't get rid of it for 30 days. And by the time I get rid of it, it'll be July. And then the season, so it'd only be one month. Right. So they've got you, they've got you every way. So something has to change. It's getting ridiculous, it's getting ridiculous. Well, we got um, Apple Plus has the exclusive exclusive rights to Major League Soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, same here, mate. No, so No blackouts. No, no blackouts. I know. I know. I've been watching it and it, it's quite good. And that's the way they need to do things. So hopefully yeah. they do. I think that's the model. Yeah. I think that's what NBC is doing with Peacock. And that's what ESPN is doing with La Liga. Where, no, you get to see everything. And it's a reasonable price. And then nobody's going to pirate it because, yeah. for, you know, it's 20 bucks a month. And then I can turn it off, like you said, in the summer if I don't want to, yeah. you know, keep the subscriptions. Aye. Anyway, nice one for the call. Top man. All right, guys. Take care. See you soon. Right, there you go. Uh, Ned, let's just swap you out for Mike Good a minute. Way. Mike Cosgrove's here. He said, "He said, can he said, can I come on the? Can I come on?" I was like, "Yeah." Sent him the link, and he just walked through the door. I can't read. I've got shows to do. I'm a professional. <laughs> just swap over with him a minute, Ned. I mean, take your time. Just you know, don't worry about it, Ned. Come on, Mike, jump in. Come on, jump in. There you go. There's the back of Mike. Put those um, ear ear pieces in, please. This is our new super duper technology. Oh, look at this. I mean, oh, look at this. Don't destroy the set. Which one are we going on here? Just hook it round the back of your ear. Come on, man. Right. Honest to God. All of us go live on the Sky Sports now, do we? So that was Tony in Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. You couldn't hear them, obviously, could I'm you? Having, no, I'm having a man here. Right, we've got Jordan on. Any chance of just putting these? What is wrong with you? I've got four. Put minutes. the wires around the back so they don't. Oh, you're so unprofessional. Don't have my sound. Jordan, are you there? I'm there. Um, I'm 
And behold, my second consecutive year of incredible relief. Because uh, quite honestly, we were down for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. doubt it. Yeah, yeah. That's 23rd minute, Har- Harvey Barnes. Plus, you know, there's 15 minutes for break beat for halftime. Then 57 minutes for Abdoulaye Dukure. I told you he was going to do it. I told you it was going to be the big one. That's it. And so it was. Where, where are you calling from, George? Just so everyone knows. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. What a place. What a place. Um, so how was it for you? What was the viewing experience? Because obviously we were in the ground. So we didn't, I mean, we knew that, but we knew that we were getting beat. Uh, they were getting beat. And we knew we were in the bottom three. But I don't think being in the ground, Mike, it really affected us too much like that because because you're in there, you're just wanting the team to, you're not seeing the footage from the other, from the other ground. You're not seeing Leicester fans sort of celebrating. You're not, you're not, you're not getting you're not all that. You're not because you bottled the actual uh, stream. And... No. No. Think, How was that for you, Mike? I think what you said there earlier on in the, in the week was when you're at the game, you feel like you can. In control. Yeah. You, so you feel like you oh, can. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. There's a. Yeah, Go on, Mike. Keep going. You, you Forget about like, the cat. You feel like you, you've got some element of control in in the game, so you can you can sort of feel invested in it, and it's not quite as quite as bad as watching it on the telly, like you say, and they're flicking from different games and different scores and whatnot. So, so you're just in the moment, aren't you? Um, and it, it was a strange one because it felt like it was going to come, didn't it? it felt mm. like the goal was going to come at some at some stage, or I I felt like it was going. To, um, I just wasn't convinced. Of a clean sheet, I was expecting a, a mistake or something, or or a worldy, or mm. um. But yeah, I, I can imagine from from afar, it, it wasn't the uh, the most pleasing of, of viewing to watch. Yeah, to be yeah. Fair. yeah. So how did it? Were you so you were at home, Jordan? How did it? How did your emotions go via the day and obviously via well, the game? Uh, again, for the first twenty five minutes, when I was actually watching it, I was kind of pumped. I was looking at. I heard. It was like I heard, uh, even with the forty thousand plus crowd at, at Goodison on there, I heard uh, certain choice phrases. Uh-huh. Uh, one suggesting somebody get up, and the other one saying, "Come on, come on, uh, wake up," or something like that. Basically, you could hear individual stuff from the crowd. I'm used to that over locally because these are like crowds of these are like because over here stadium the stadiums for even the pro teams were like six thousand and even then like it's not often full yeah but uh and the way and they do something different with the mic that tends to get more of it but yeah i there was that and it started to get really ropey with like a corner with a really good corner opportunity for bournemouth and i was like what a what a wonderful time for me to do my laundry for a bit <laughs> And then I went, did my laundry, then I came back. Then I, like, uh, saw, I looked at the final day frenzy fixtures and, oh, Lester, wait, Lester up 1-0? Interesting. Yeah. And I sort of alternated between, like, trying to avoid it and trying uh, to, like, between closing it and, uh, and going to it because I wanted to know by really... I didn't. And when I thought, oh, well, that's us fucked. When I thought that that was us screwed, yeah. I saw the 
thing I saw the update for Everton Bournemouth, 57 minutes to Abdoulaye Decore. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> There's a lot of swearing going on. I mean, fair play. <laughs> I mean, oh I mean, oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Very and uh, I started watching again mm. and uh at I stopped at the plus ten extra time. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> because I know I saw enough. We'll either the way I see it, either we're down or we're not. Yeah. And then, and then I checked. Then I went. What a wonderful time to cycle my laundry and and finish it. <laughs> and then my I came back and uh, say and apparently the there was the. Twitter one, the Wanderlust one, not the regular one that I have, had the updates on that just said safe. Okay, now you can breathe. Okay, don't do that again, you <laughs> so and so's and so on. That's why I knew it was good. Yeah. So it, it so it was kind of a an interesting little feeling from somebody for however many thousands of kilometers away, caring a whole lot about a game going on there. Oh, yeah. We just think how much we suffer because when we got home, we actually had to do our washing ourselves. Didn't yeah, well. that was that was the thing, and you know? we we'd missed our chance to do our washing. We had um, to do it when we got home. So, uh, so you had the you had the yeah, but yeah. I, to be that's why I that's why it's I, you know I'd rather always be in a game of football because there are you you can't pull yourself away from it. You have to be there. You have to you can't like you know. And I, what was quite good about Sunday was you can't really get an internet signal. So you don't really know what's going on. So there's no point you refreshing. Yeah. Or you're relying on us other people. And I actually thought the crowd were quite calm when, when Leicester scored. I know Gary Neville tried to make a big deal of it, but I don't I don't think it was a big deal. I think I think it was just like they scored and everyone was like, Yeah, they scored. There wasn't this big ripple effect that went through the crowd. It was like, Oh my god, it was just it was all quite calm. Well nothing had changed for us. No, we? we still had to do what we had to, to do. Win the game. Yeah, right, yeah. right. If we win, Leicester could like break records, yeah, and and it wouldn't have mattered much. Although it would have been impressive. <laughs> I mean, they won their game against West Ham. They did so impressively. Fair dues. I'm actually disappointed that they didn't win about eight nil. That'd be hilarious. That would have been freaking hilarious. That'd be hilarious That'd be cool if they like broke rec- a record and won like ten nil yeah. or something. I was made up that Leeds never won because that made Allardyce look like an even oh, bigger tip. Because if he did won, they would he would you'd never have heard the end of it. But the fact that they didn't was just beautiful. Yeah. And that's yeah, not uh, Allardyce, how many times does this have to happen before Fireman Sam becomes false advertising? Well he is anyway. That Leeds are absolute Muppets for going for him. That's a joke. They go winning four games to go. Inspiration can lead to a lot of irrationality. Yeah, he's crashed and burned. As we know. Yeah, well, he's crashed and burned at West Brom, and now he's crashed and burned at Leeds. He's he's done. People, anyone goes and gets him now. They're an idiot. He's sitting there making out like, of course, he's it's, it's literally free money. Plus, he just chucked players under the bus so, constantly. Hmm. It's much f- like much like I said about Frank when he embarrassed himself both here and in Chelsea. He'd probably make a good pundit. No, oh, Frank would make a good bin man. <laughs> I wouldn't have him talking about football, never mind being a football manager. <laughs> one of the worst football managers ever to exist. Right. He's going to have had one of the worst seasons ever, hasn't he? He has enough That's riz good. that he might pack it as a director of football for like some lower league, mm. maybe Derby again. Mm. 
No, he's the kind of fella who needs to actually go and learn how to be a football manager, never mind. Just turning up, like, because he's had a good career. He doesn't know the basic right. the basics of being a football manager, which is how to set a team up. That'd be a good start. Mm-hmm. And there are some ex-player managers who have done something. Zidane Zidane, Vincent Company at Burnley. Mm. We'll see how much that success he's had after a year back up mm. with them, but but like bossing the championship like that is yeah. pretty interesting. No, it will be. It will be interesting, and you'll get a very good indication of what the gap is between the Premier League and 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 um, the Championship next season when they come up. But um, we'll wait and see. Wait and see. I'm just not, it's just glad. I'm glad that we're playing them. Let's be honest, we're playing them. Right, so. right. I'm glad that we're playing Luton. <laughs> yeah. Like houses in their backyard. No way. Unbelievable. You, the yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's going to be 38 big old house parties this year. Yeah, yeah. And with one heck of a backyard. That's it. That's it. Um, I mean, it gives people an excuse to go to Luton because there's nothing else to go there for. So Luton to get on a plane. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> it's basically like the extreme outskirts of the Greater London area or something like that. Uh, I know there's yeah. London, and then there's like Greater London, which has which go which is like. Mm. Yeah, sure. You can. You're you're part of us. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's... Watford's that, isn't it? Watford, it is yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That. Milton Keynes, these places that don't mean to anything to anyone unless you live there. So, <laughs> um, basically, it's like oh, Al- it's like it's like, it's like basically like Alabama or somewhere. I'd imagine it's like Skem is tours. Yeah, it's Skem. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just Skem and Wigan. Mm. It's just Wigan or St. Helens, and we've oh, seen what comes from St. Helens. So. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, like MK Dons, Luton, they're the Wolves of London. Sort of. I mean, Wolves is like, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, 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 yeah. As in, they're kind of part of there, but a lot of folks from the city center regard them as even more outsiders yeah. than outsiders. Yeah, that's it. You fucking Wolves, lad. <laughs> what you want about? Give over. Okay, that that was an accent. I'm not. not I've, I've learned. I'm not in I've learned much of your language. Yeah, you you said that like you've just come from an alien planet. <laughs> I have learned some of your language. Oh my God. I, I, uh, Dartmouth, Dartmouth is close oh, enough. There you go. Now, uh, I'll tell you what else. Bournemouth. Everyone, everyone expected Bournemouth to be on the beach because yeah. they had the least to play for. Mm. I mean, uh, Tottenham. If they if they so much as drew, they they would they would have choked Europe. They still did, but yeah. that was more because of the success of Aston Villa. Yeah. Uh, and West Ham could have gone into the final on a high. Mm. Right, more of a high. Yeah. Being I... in the final is pretty nice. Bournemouth get two better places, and I guess the honor of taking down a Premier League uh, ever-present. Yeah. And then, they, and then they wouldn't have got out of the ground alive. So I think they and then they, 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 goal, then they would need to make another Walton to just to fill all the people who would be going to Walton. Mm. They would have not got out that ground alive if they'd stopped Everton from winning. So it's probably for the best. Dominic Solanke was trying to do his best to become like a Liverpool folk hero um, by scoring the goal that relegated Everton, but. Bournemouth were moving like they were on a mission from God. Blues brothers. I was going to say they're not the Blues brothers. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, the red and black 
scary alternating brothers. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You get it. the idea. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Treat it as seriously as any cup final, as any yeah. I mean, this need like title charge. Yeah, I mean, I think it can feel like that sometimes. Though, when I think I'll be perfectly honest, if if Bournemouth had been playing, say, uh, Liverpool, let's just say on on Sunday, they would have gotten beat. Would have got beat about five nil easily. Man City would have put eight past them on Sunday, mm. just because the way they were set up, they were so open at the back. And a good team would have put a hell of a lot goal, goals past Bournemouth on. Team with a striker. Yeah, team team <laughs> with a striker would have scored. But it to us, we're just nervous, aren't we? So we feel like every time they attack, there was something like, oh, my God. Like, And because we don't score a lot of goals. But, yeah. I didn't need any more of that feeling, and that's why I choked. Yeah, the stream. That's why he yeah. watching stream. It was when that cross went into Kiefer Moore, wasn't it? Yeah. It just, oh. But listen, you got to do your washing, and that's that's a plus. Got point. your washing done, and we that stayed up. Yeah, yeah, that's a plus point. Double so. bonus. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jordan. And then I got. Go on, go on. Finish up, go on. All right, all right. I'll tell you what else. Uh, go on. The so yeah, it feels pretty good. Here's hoping that the harder, the hardest part of this isn't even the season; it's the off season. You know, the business in the off season to make sure that we can you know, at least show some positive trajectories in the season. Yeah. Yeah. They have to start making, like, the off-season fun again, where you just dreamed of good things happening and, and bad things didn't happen. They have to go back to that. I used to, You know, pre-season should be all about uh, making stuff up just so it's fun. Oh, who are we going to sign? Oh, we might sign him. We might sign that. Not like, are we going to get uh, destroyed by a FA commission or the UK government, you know, <laughs> or both, or, or both. Luton, or, or Luton home and away. Yeah. We should be thinking about uh, where our boss pre-season is going to be and uh, what, ki- when the kits come and we should be moaning about where's the kit. Yeah. Not moaning about, you know, the existence of our football club and, and who owns it. Give the Oliveira dos Santos uh, coming in, coming in on a free for, according to our Tierra magazine, that kind of thing. Yeah. We should be worrying. About. Yeah. Ridiculous rumors. Yeah, that's it. That's fun. I think we've just got to put things in stage, haven't we? Let's get rid of this board. Number one. In case you're Google, in case anyone here is googling that, I made both the name of the mm. magazine and the name of the football. Mm. So. There you go. I mean, that's good. That's that. Sometimes that's how we how we do our uh, news dailies. We just pick names out of two different things and go. This is a this is a this is a journalist in this bucket and this is a play in this bucket and pull them out and go. Oh yes, uh, Miguel, Miguel Delaney has been linked us with um, Chris Wood, <laughs> Conor Gallagher. It's going to right. Yeah, so I've said my fill. So nice one, George. Great to have you, mate. So the other Jordan uh, can move, move on. Thanks, mate. I look forward to y'all. You're gonna, you're gonna blow, you're gonna blow it away. Good I'd, job. Well, cheers, mate. I don't know what Thanks. we're blowing away, but I'll do my best. No, no, no. What I mean is. Uh, what I mean is the other Jordan is going to do amazing. Okay, okay. Top man. See you, See you later. See you later, bud. I'm got a clue what he's going on about, but there you go. <laughs> Top man. Top man, George. <laughs> Top man. I was just looking what at him. Um, just looking at what's trending in sports. So these are the these are the trends that are in the sports at the moment. Cody. Um hashtag behind you skipper. I don't know what that means. Uh Peter Andre. Should always be trending. I know why he's trending. He should always be trending. Um, uh, Rice and uh, Casado. 
which is a beautiful dish. Um, Getting on on the way. Beautiful dish, yeah, beautiful. It's a Caribbean dish, that. And uh, hashtag Ted Lasso. And I know why that's trending, so there you go. There you go. Is Raya not on there? Who? Raya. Raya. Brentford have just signed a new keeper, haven't he? He's going to Spurs, is he, Raya? Because he's always gone. Yeah, Excuse they've just, me. They've just signed a new keeper for Friday. Right, have we got... Who have we got? We've got another Jordan. Ned, see when Ned just appeared there? He's just like his head was down there and he's like... So we got Jordan again. Another Jordan. Another one. Where is he? Here we go. All right, Jordan, you all right? Yeah, mate, can you hear me? Yeah, where are you calling from? Uh, Hull. Oh, Hull, yeah. Hull, yeah. Hull, yeah. I a few weeks ago. You spoke to us, yeah, yeah. Go on. Where, where are you? I couldn't get. Well, I couldn't speak. I yeah, you spoke last week, and afterwards you oh, said to swear you. words, and the other half where no, I was, can't believe I'm speaking to you. Still, so it was the best call. In it was. It was a it great was, call. It was a great. I mean, we had some great <laughs> callers on last week, but Jordan was up there with with um, the most nervous man on the planet. So <laughs> go on, George. What have you got to say? Well, mate, to be honest with you, last week, last week Sunday, I was, I've, I, I, I didn't think it affected me as much as it did. Like. Leading up to the week, I weren't too bothered. And then as soon as Sunday came, I woke up about half one in the afternoon because I'd been asleep like really late. Right. And um, I was supposed to, I was going to watch the game and I thought, I can't do it. So I ended up going out. I went out with a few of mates and all. And I ended up in this Tottenham bar. Um, There's a Tottenham so bar in Hull? Yeah, I was, I was in a Tottenham <laughs> bar. I was off out with a few of my mates. And I walked in and I said, why, why are we in a Spurs bar? Anyway, they had the game on and my phone died, so I couldn't check any of the scores. Anyway, there I saw Leeds went 1-0 down, so I was like, I was the only, there was a few Leeds fans in there as well as Spurs, so I was going mental at that. Then my phone died and I saw that Leicester had gone 1-0 up, so I was like, well, I'm shitting it. I won't swear on it, I can't. I mean, you're, you're literally just dead. Go on, yeah. go on keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Anyway, so then my phone died. So I was literally having to go to like random people in the pub saying, Can you check the score for us? And I was like, Why do you want to know the score? I was like, Well, I'm an Everton fan. And then just kept, kept getting shit for it. So that was great. Um, and then when when Everton scored, I literally went absolutely mental in the middle of this like pub and everyone just stared at me. And that, that 10 minutes extra time, <laughs> I was sat next to this random lad that I'd never met before and I was just on his phone updating the score, updating the score and just went absolutely mental when we when we were safe. It was... Why didn't I'd, you find somewhere where it was on? Why didn't you go and watch it? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to watch it because I was I tried to go to the game. Are you a jinx, are you? Yeah. I've been, to, <laughs> I've, I've been to three games this season. Tottenham, Fulham and Newcastle. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Stay away. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. banned. Stay away. So, yeah, I'm banned. Uh, so uh, I was, I, I was gonna go. And I thought, Do you know what? I'm, I'm just not gonna jinx it. So then, I, and then I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want to jinx that either. Um, and then, because I just, I didn't have much. I, I, I didn't really know how to feel about the game because we didn't have DCL, we didn't have Patterson. And I thought actually putting Cody. Playing Cody instead of I thought Keane was going to play. To be honest with you, I had a funny feeling that Keane was going to. And then when I saw Cody, I was happy about that. But I don't even because I didn't really watch the game. I don't even know what the what the formation was because it, it, I just saw there was there was Mina, Tarkowski, 
Cody. Did he play three at the back? He yeah. did. Play three did at he? the back yeah. with Neil and James Garner were wing backs. Yeah, because when you when it comes up on Sky Sports, mm. it I mean it put Cody at right back. I thought he won't be doing it that. Come, on Sky Sports, I see it come mm. up four one four one. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was it was it was good. Uh, I've never felt like I wish I'd have actually watched it now instead because I end up going out celebrating, doing a Scouse accent the whole way through the night, and spending five hundred quid. So it it it. it Did you get any good. washing done? No, no, <laughs> no, no. 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 Failed. I, I end up going out at one, two in the afternoon and getting home at three o'clock the next afternoon. Hang on, hang on. So, hang on. Surely you're in Hull. You, surely you could buy the entire Hull for five hundred pound. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, like all of like you, you own all of the all of the of real estate in Hull and the bridge <laughs> for five hundred. What? What is going? Hang on. Your phone died. I mean, was someone charging you extreme amounts for electricity or something? Like, you spent £500. Where did I get... Uh, right, so, I ended up at this pub. Yeah. Right, and I said, have you got a charger? And I was like, no. I said, we have got one on one of those bet machines. So I had my phone on a bet machine on charge. I lost for a ton, man. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a little bit on that light. And then, and then I, I said to him, I said, if Everton stay up, I'll buy you all around. Yeah, shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. Like. Nice <laughs> I, did, I think you should have just stayed at home and watched it. Would have been washing. Stayed done the washing, be washing, yeah. Stayed at home yeah, and done your washing. Been, been a very productive been afternoon then. Could have bought a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could have bought our next bloody right back. Oh um, my god! Inc- yeah, incredible. No, yeah, it was cluster, but I'm just I'm kind of a bit relieved now. I, I have a. I, I want to be right. I just have a funny feeling. I don't think it's going to happen again. Let's I hope don't, so. I don't think, I think we'll be all right next season. I'd say... I, uh, yeah. what, what, what annoys me is a little bit is that, obviously, Mina's gone now, aren't he? But it's the fact that we always have problems with him getting injured and stuff like that. And then towards the end of the season... I mean, how many successes games was it? Was it four or five? I think it was four. Four, time. yeah. And, four. And, he, and he hadn't been injured. That, yeah. And he's he's not been injured, mm. and that and you and I both know that didn't happen last season or earlier on in the season. Mm. It would be you would watch him, and it would be thirty minutes into a game, and he'd pull up. Yeah. So it's like, was it that he was rushed back, and he's never been to recover, mm. and now he's had that because he didn't get picked. Yeah. And now he's all right, and that's what I, I wish we would have just would have put that back in. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of the time though, stuff just like giving that. him an extension. Do you know what I mean? Even like even if it's like a six month extension to January, just to just to see, because now what we're getting Brainfleet back, but um, I know he's apparently done well in the um, Dutch league, but I mean, it is it is he really going to be good enough? It's it's and Cody's probably not coming back. I mean, I don't know. No, we'll have to just wait and see. I'm sure they've got irons in the fire and. Uh, well, is- you know, it is a case of I, I, I understand why you don't give Mina a new contract because he's probably already sorted one somewhere. So to yeah. be honest, I was gonna say when when a when a player's quite injury prone and suddenly their contract's expired, they tend to string a few games together. So they'll get themselves mm. on the pitch because they need to secure a contract somewhere else. So <clears throat> it's one of those, I, isn't it? Where I don't think he wanted to leave, though, did he? I don't think. Like, no, I don't think he'd, he'd want to leave. He's been on. He's been yeah, on over a hundred thousand pounds a week. I can understand why he didn't want to leave, <laughs> but but also this is a lad, by the way, that has been 
um, in the squad since January. He played he played against West Ham in uh, Frank Lampard's last game, and then had been on the bench ever since. So it's not he's been back since January. It's just that only uh, only you know he only played one game. Dice didn't want to play until the last four games, so he has been available. It's just that the manager chose not to play him. So yeah. that's just the way it is, isn't it? You know, and now we now I imagine that. They won't have offered them a contract because they can't because of everything that's gone on. So, well, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, and I probably should know this, but I'm, when it comes to the technical side of it, as in like the the money side of it, I know we've you know we've had things going on and we could get done next. Uh, before, I think it's decisions by October, isn't it? Something like that. I think is it by October? No, there's no there's no time limit. Second. There's absolutely no time there's limit for it. Could be any time. Could be could be uh, could be next week. Could be next year. <laughs> If you could like enlighten me on it a bit more, because I'm a bit confused with it. Because as far as I see it, Man City have got like, what 320 allegations to them, but we've or something like that, and we've got one. Is that right? They've got 115. We've got uh, one. Right. So, but everyone's on about Everton, right? Class. Yep. Sound. Um, and then is have we struggling to pay for stuff because of the whole with what's happened with Ukraine? And with the that Us Usmanov, I can't remember his name now. Because he's because he's not allowed to be involved. Is that why Mashiri and with the club struggling with finances? Is that the reason behind it, or am I totally getting this wrong? I'd say that's that's a big part of it because obviously Usmanov's companies, you had USM sponsoring Finch Farm, you had Megaphone sponsoring the ground, you had Beretta sponsoring the kids and the women's um, teams. So we had a lot of a lot of companies that were putting sponsorship deals in, which you know were presumably at a slightly inflated prices. Um, mm-hmm. So then that allows us obviously to then to then spend more. Now once he's been sanctioned by the UK government, those sponsorship deals would cease to exist. Oh, so there's yeah. a big void of gap of of that sponsorship money coming in, and mm-hmm. they were also for sponsor. You know, realistically, there there isn't going to be a big pile of companies bidding to to sponsor Everton's training mm. ground, you know. So they they were all types of things of, to try and get around yeah. FFP, which is what City do. Paris yeah. Saint-Germain. There's do. also a lot of there's also a lack of money because of the way we've placed in the Premier League in the last two seasons as well. You know the the, the apparently there's a I mean there's still a lot of money, but from I, th- I can't remember who said it, but from like our place to like ten places up, it's only twenty five million pound. I mean I know that's a lot, but it's not. In the grand scheme of things, yeah, it's like two. It's two point five million, I think, a place. But yeah, I see, I so, see but that. but ultimately, Everton have lost. Don't forget, don't forget the tipping point for all this was COVID. COVID was the tipping point. COVID was like the club was. Club. Well, that's why Leicester's gone down. Well, that it is. It is why Leicester yeah. have gone down because so many clubs were ran right up to the limit, right up to that limit of of where they could be run. And it's like we all we all know this ourselves. If we've all had, you know, we're all struggling a little bit financially, and we we'll all have seen this in the last year itself. Like this time, I've got no extra money, and that's the same when COVID happened. I think for Everton, it was like all this money that they were used to having or budget for was thrown out the window. So you don't have all the money from gate receipts from from other stuff. Then the Ukraine war hit, and you lose your USM. <coughs> And all those two thing, those two things, which were huge, just pushed Everton over the limit. And even the, inflation's probably other. Yeah, and inflation, and and we it's haven't been to, we haven't been able to get back from that. And the yeah. owner can't put loads of money in because of because of because of everything. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's. See, do you think that some of because people are saying that we won't be able to spend much this next winter? Mm. 
but do you reckon that's do you reckon that's because Richarlison's money and Gordon's money's probably been eaten up by just having to run the club over the course of well since January since last last market. Well, uh, I think the thing with it is for for FFP you can only sustain a hundred and five million pound loss over three years. Mm. So although last year we our losses have dramatically reduced, it was still fifty eight million for yeah. loss, and that was including the sixty million sale of Richarlison. So whatever losses we then post this year will include the forty million sale of of Gordon, and albeit the losses are coming down, they're still massively over where they where they need to be. And because obviously we've got the sanction potential, yeah, and over our head, be very careful. We've got to we've got to look like we're at least attempting to play the game, um, yeah. because if we then go out and spend a lot of money again, because um, I don't think it's a case of the club hasn't actually physically got the money to go and spend. I don't think it's got the capability and, mm. and of being allowed to go and spend it. Um, well, we've still got the where every every transaction that we do give, we've got to give it to the Premier League, haven't we? Or have we not got that anymore? Well, I'm not sure because there was a report in December, wasn't it, that we were off that in terms of not having to run everything mm. past them. Well, it's true because we don't we don't hear about anything. Like, what was it? Um, I was on Sky, I was watching Sky Sports yesterday, and it was about Joel Felix. He's off back to Madrid, isn't he? Mm. And you had the vice president there from Madrid talking about it you don't see that with Everton you don't see the club director or anyone like that speaking it's all you only heard Sean Dyche yeah no because do you know where we were saying like Sean Dyche's press conference was excellent yeah those yeah. everything that come out of Sean Dyche's mouth should have come out of Kevin Thelwell's mouth because yeah. in talk, yeah, yeah. talking about in terms of putting structures in place of how the club should be run and and, and moving forward what we're going to look to do these are all things that are realistic mm. if you've got a director of football that's his job the, yeah. you know, Sean Dice is the head coach of fun, fundamentally, and he should be given uh, a set of players to coach and, and get yeah, results and with. It. But yeah. it seems to be a real disconnect between our, how our director of football works and how our head coach works in comparison to, to successful yeah. teams. Yeah, like see, I, I don't think Brighton's. our team, if you look at our team, I don't think it's actually, it's not It's not that bad, I don't think. I think there's... There's there's elements of it which are dire. Like this, the attack is absolutely awful because we haven't got anyone that's fit. But DCL, I was saying the other day, I think DCL and people probably gonna laugh could be a top six club striker if he stayed fit. Because you look at when he played when he played for us, he completely changes the dynamic of how we play. And look at under Ancelotti what he did. It's just his fitness has been dire. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. He, he was trending, wasn't he? He was an England team. You know, he yeah. was what to get 15, 16 league goals. Mm. He was trending in a real good place until until the injury yeah. started hitting. So he just doesn't play football. That's the problem. Yeah, and we don't score goals. Field. And if you don't score goals, you're in trouble. We scored the lowest yeah. amount in the Premier League. I mean, don't get me wrong. You've got to have a balance. Leicester scored loads of goals and got relegated. You've got to have a balance. But if Everton could start scoring goals, then they'd be in a good place. But we and that's what we have to look at this summer now is getting players in who can score goals. So. Yeah, but I won't be going for like better or like that. You know that that better. Oh, better. Yeah. Well, again, because that. Pe- yeah. People say that. Sorry to interrupt you. So, yeah, people say that uh, Napoli are, are linked to him and stuff like that. But at the same time, right? I looked at his stats, and he paid thirty-two games, ten goals. Mm. Now that's for one. That's in Syria, which is the Syria. It's not the Premier League. Mm. He's not proven. You want, uh, and it's going to be hard. You, you don't want to get someone who's proven in the Premier League for scoring five, six, seven goals because that's not what we're looking for. We we need to take. I think we need to take a gamble on someone that's 
like that uh, Coventry striker. Um, I forgot his name. Gorkes or whatever. Yeah, his name is. yeah, yeah. Just someone, or like even like I think it was last year that you know that uh, Blackburn striker Diaz is it? Yeah, he's gone to Spain just, now, just, isn't he? Yeah, just I know we can't get him. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. That, not 10 goals in the series. No, no. You want someone who scores goals. You want someone exactly. who scores goals, don't you? Yeah. They already score goals. You want you want younger players, though, don't you, with yeah. a, with an upward trajectory like that Gorkes. I think he's like 26, 27. So, you know, if you're still playing in the championship at that age, you know, it's not to say you can't do it in the Premier League, yeah. but again, you, you'd rather go out you you want know, to someone Austria, France, yeah, pick yeah. someone up for five, six million you do what you want someone who's well well scouted and, and you get value for the money that's what it is value you, for the money isn't it Brighton can do it so why can't we and mm. like, it's, don't go for a striker that's 26 in the Serie A who's got 10 goals to his name yeah. in one season when he's yeah. played 30 odd a striker at the end of the day look at DCL he, that season when he um, scored what was it 15 goals it's it, it's an hard position but look at Haaland for example I know he gets the service but if you get the service that's half the, that's half of it mm. like I think I saw the stats of like how many shots he had in comparison to goals but if you're getting the shots away so, some of them are going to go in I could probably buddy score at some point, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mate, but you can't even keep charging your phone, so come on, calm down now. <laughs> hey, it's on charge right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, nice one for calling, mate. Yeah, nice one. Nice mate. one. See you See later. You know, nice one, mate. There's uh, Jordan, who went out in Hull, ended up in a Tottenham bar. His phone died and he spent £500. And he didn't get his washing done. Yeah, and he didn't get his washing done, so. Unbelievable. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Um, it's a weird one. Manchester City have opened concrete talks to sign Kovacic from Chelsea. Mm. That's a weird one, isn't it? That is a strange one, eh? Mm. Mm. Little midfield there. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't bow well for Calvin Phillips. Then, no, does it doesn't. It? He's been linked with Liverpool, hasn't he? Has he Phillips? Yeah, he's been linked with Liverpool. Mm. But... No, a bit of a bit of a strange one, that. How old's Kovacic? Is he getting on a bit? 28, I think. Or probably about 28, something like that. What's up, Ned? About 26. About 26. I mean, there's no point coming on here and making a guess when you could just literally find out. <laughs> you could have gone dead smart there, found out his exact age, and gone, he's 26, you dopes. He's not the most mobile, though, is he? Ned? No. 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 Definitely with them sliders on his No. Is he 29? Go back to bed, Ned. Are you reading a book? You're be, you're not being paid to read a book. <laughs> what have you done there? What are you doing? What are you cutting? Who are you cutting? What's going on? We're not on screen. What are you doing? Sorry, we've got Gemma in the hot seat here, and she's still very much learning. The worst thing is, is that Ned's teaching her. While he's Do you know what book. it is? This is like a blind person teaching his guide dog how to walk down the road. <laughs> That's what it's like. Oh, Fair play, yeah. I mean, you've you've only got one job. Jordan just came on the screen. That big, right? Have we got? Have we got Steve. Yeah. Steve, are you there? Hi, lads. Can you hear me? Oh, there it's Steve Kelly. Oh, oh all right, Steve. Yeah, great, mate. Go on. Go on, mate. 
Mike, I always told you that I should keep us up. Remember that? Yeah, remember that. Remember that. Why did he say he wouldn't? <laughs> That's classic Mike, that, isn't it? Classic Mike, that. Uh, nah, but I think I think he has to take a lot of credit. I know a lot of people don't aren't really huge fans of Daichi. I wasn't really a huge fan of him mm. when he came in, but until I convinced I think after, you. The, after the after the game on Sunday, I think he actually spoke out. Fans want. Everton manager to speak to be honest with you. I think he spoke of a lot of honesty and a lot of realism um, in regards to transfers in the summer. Obviously, the stadium coming up and all that. Obviously, saying that the stadium's not going to pay for itself, etc. And I think us as fans have to realise that we're probably going to have to go back to how we did 10 years ago under Moyes in regards to transfers, like Doug Bonner and Steele type of thing. Yeah. Um, take risks on players like we did with like Pinars and Lascots and players like that. And I think, I know, again, I know a lot of people aren't a massive fan of him, but I think he might bring the realism levels back to Everton fans because I think under Frank Lampard and under Carlo Angelotti and managers like that, we've kind of thought that we're probably bigger than we actually are. And I think Dice even said that as well in the interview after the game. He said, currently Everton are a big club on the pitch and they're not. He's spot on. And um, I think this summer could be an eye-opener. It could be, it might not be a bad thing for the club to, to go back to like your bargain signings and mm. your players who, who you haven't heard of because that's what we've probably been asking for as well. But I think, yeah, I think I think he's I think he's done all right, guys. And I think I think he deserves a bit of time. And like I've said to you, I think a few times now, Pad, um, he might not be the manager we all want, but he's a manager the club needs right now um, mm. to, to try and stabilise the mess that. That has been caused in the last what seven eight years now. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. I, go sorry. on, Lee. No, go I, on. I totally agree, and I think obviously, you know, not when we were getting him, I was an advocate for getting him for, for exactly those reasons. In terms of, you know, he's not your fantasy manager, what you want, but in terms of going, where are we right now? Look at the group of players yeah. you've got. You know, what type of manager is going to be able to get maximise the most out of that? Like limitless squad of in terms of ability of what they've got. Um, you know, in terms of the type of signings that you're gonna to need to bring in, how shrewd you're gonna to need to work. Then for, for exactly where we are right now, he, he is the man to, to carry on one hundred percent. Um will the football be the most exciting? No. But was it exciting under Ancelotti? No. Was it exciting under Lampard? No. You know, at the end of the day, let's start winning football matches. Let's let's turn up to Goodson Park and, and have a confidence uh, and an air about us that we that we'll pick up results. And I think his style of football for me hasn't been that bad. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've quite enjoyed well, I was, it. I was, I, was, I was about to say that to both you, Sam. I'll be honest, I don't think it's been as bad as probably people were going to say. I think no, I think it's been better than Lampard. No, I, d- I don't have an issue with the way we play. I've said this a few times. It's the fact that we just don't have centre forwards. That's the problem. The problem is like what we saw on Saturday, on Sunday, City, where there's loads of endeavour. We get the ball into good areas. It's just that the final ball never arrives into areas where centre forwards are going to be. It's it's very much huff and puff football and. It's lack of quality. It, it is a lack of quality, and that's that's what he's got to fix, hasn't he? Yeah. It's very easy what and he has to fix. Look at the games where we have had the centre forward that we scored goals in them. Exactly. And, and we scored. I passed Brighton. We sh- passed Leicester. Away from home. Yeah, away from home, we've done, we've done well. The problem is at home where you need your wins. I mean, and this is the big issue. We're in the, we were in the bottom three last season, four wins at home. Madness. The bottom three, a team that used to pride itself on 
being a hard place to go. When you hear people go, oh, Goodison, hard place to go. And really, what you know, off, off camera, they're like, no worries, lads. Because yeah. we can't play counter-attack on football. So we hold on to the ball and then we lose the ball. And in transition, teams score and that's the problem and we have to find a solution to that and I don't think and I've said it for a long time I don't think that solution is Dominic Carvalhoon I don't think you can pin your hopes on him I think someone you have to get someone in who plays like Dominic Carvalhoon who when Dominic Carvalhoon's available you can say all right you can play in this game and we'll see how you get on the idea of that being mobile this season was just fantasy fanciful and sensor I can't even say the word. Um and it, it was it was just it was just it's ended up it's ended up being a uh, a joke and we do need better plays. It's all right. Listen, it's great hyping people up like McNeil, like Awobi and saying, Well look what they've done here and look what they've done there. They've had the moments, I'll give them that. But they're still not creating loads of opportunities. I know Awobi's like a, a weird one because his his chance creation is is quite high. Yeah. And maybe that's where if you do have a centre forward, you're going to score goals. But even though McNeil has improved massively, he still doesn't create loads of chances. He doesn't. He doesn't like fizz the ball, and you go, "Oh my god!" He might do it like once a game or something. There needs to be someone who takes the pressure off those players, who is a proper creator, and of someone who takes the chances, and also someone who's who plays in a position where you look at him and go, this fella can create and score for us. And we haven't really, we haven't, obviously, Hamas Rodriguez could do that. And Gilfie Sigerson could do that as well. And we need someone who go in there and, and go, this fella could score today or he could create something out of nothing. We don't have that player at the moment because yeah. people love talking up a Wobie, but he doesn't score goals. That's the name of the game, isn't it? The name of the game, well, the name of the game is football, you know. But, <laughs> you know, you've I think, got... I think with a Wobie and McNeil, Pep, I think, I think you can afford to have one of them in the team. I don't think you can afford to have both of them in the team. Like, yeah. if you want to get more goals in the team. Like, yeah, for me, McNeil's I think... fine. If you have a McNeil, and then you have someone on the wing who's going to get you more goals, that's fine. Mm. But you can't have two players. Obviously, Dwight McNeil scored goals this season. Obviously, you've got seven goals. Yeah, yeah. But the, the reality is, look at the rest of the midfield. It's just yeah. shocking. And you... scored wise. Yeah. I, I don't scored the goal. I don't scored scored one, didn't one, didn't he? He got one. One goal. Exactly, like, no. He's six foot four. He's like, big lad. He should be scoring five, six goals a season. Yeah. Like, everyone like, put him in the Fellaini category when he comes. He's nothing like Fellaini, by the way. But, no. Um, I, I, I'd look at Maro Fellaini to get you off eight to ten goals a season, wouldn't he? Probably something like that. Yeah. Kyle, Shh. Eight Shh. to ten goals a season. This is what we're missing. And, yeah. And um, until this, until it's going to, but it is going to take time at the same time. Like, I know. We are impatient as football fans. It's just, a, just natural. I just think, but I, th- I think it's, but, I think it's quite easy now, Steve. What we need, I think it's very. I think it's, it's not hard. We're decent. We're all right at the back. We don't concede loads of goals. Um, we haven't conceded loads. Okay, in in the in the games where the you know the Man Cities or or the Arsenal's, we've we've conceded goals, but we're not conceding loads of goals. We know that Dice is going to get us pretty much watertight as such, you know, but it's about, cre- and I also think, and, and again, when you talk about football, when you've got an attack, you naturally, def- you naturally, you become stronger at the back. Oh, 100%. Look, goals change games. Yeah. When, when you're on top in the game and you can't put the ball in the net and then that moment shifts and the transition changes to, to the other team being on top and you haven't taken your chances, your defence can't continually bail you out of it. You, you, your attacking mm. forces need to get them goals to, to, 
then put the pressure back on the other team. They've then got to come at you, create mm. space well, and everything. So it's it it's 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 vital. It's it's yeah. obvious, isn't it? We we've said it all season. The attacking third it, as a group that we've got in our in our squad right now is just there's no pattern to play either. And also you look 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 at the goals. Like look at the tran- like when we do lose it in transition. So look at the one against Wolves. Right, the core. Eh? hasn't got really a natural pass on there. Whereas in patterns of play, he'd be looking for the right back, but obviously the right back was Michael Keane. But he wouldn't be look <laughs> but he doesn't but he wasn't naturally looking at the right back anyway. Yeah. He was trying to play this little inside pass over five yards. Um and he did that against Forrest and he cost us against Forrest. Where really we should have the fullback bursting down the pitch because we have these patterns of play and that's hopefully something the dice develops where the core never or whoever's in there never get caught in them areas because they do have an out ball or people are moving for them. And that's where the transition thing's yeah. so annoying. It's like it shouldn't happen in football. You shouldn't get caught up the pitch losing the ball, and then the next minute you're picking out the back of your net. It, it doesn't seem to happen to anybody else. Not as much as it happens to us, no. No, no it doesn't. And, and listen, just one last one, just before I go. Go on, mate. Um, by the way, I'm not saying that it's going to be exactly the same as Newcastle, but it just shows when with Newcastle last season when they removed negativity from a football club. Yeah. I think obviously they've had an amazing season this year. And, and if you look through the squad, I think there's six, seven of Steve Bruce's players still in that team, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Not just all that. Um, I'm not saying, by the way, we're going to get top four next season, but I do think if you remove a lot of negativity from the club, we like you, we all see it, you see it on the shows, you do yeah, yeah. a lot of negativity from the fan base of because of who we're run by and who'd be because of who, who's on the board. But I think if you remove these people from the board, I do think, number one, I think it takes a bit of heat off our hard machinery. I think he can just be like, yeah. I think as long as the people that bring it into the club are strong and, mm. and, are, and are going to stand up too, which I imagine they will because there's no way they're going to just swap the same old lot for the old, like the same old lot again, if that makes no. sense. No, no. Like, I just think as fans, it can give us a bit of hope then as well. Yeah. Like we can go, we can go, Look at Newcastle, look at clubs like that. They recruited well in the summer. They've got four or five really good players. It's in like a solid, solid yeah. player like Dan Burton. Not a world beater. He's probably like a Sean Dice type of player, Dan Burton. Like, mm. Players like that, are you going to come in and you can rely on to get you a six out of seven, six, six, mm. seven out of ten every week? And that's what you need to get in your team rather than side to side world beaters who might be good for half a season and go off on the beach for another half a mm. season. We need solid, solid players in this squad. They were going to they were gonna, they were gonna give fans a bit of belief again because that's what we've lost as a fan base. We've lost belief. We mm. we believe that we can't go anywhere anymore, and that's what I, that's yeah. what I feel anyway. Yeah, and, definitely. And so, and so we proved that. Like at the end, final whistle, like watch, watching people around the ground, seeing grown men in tears. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a, there's a lady by me who's been a steward for thirty four. I think she's thirty four years. That was her last ever game on Sunday, and it could have been relegated. And she was in tears. That shouldn't be football. No, football no. isn't. Like football isn't meant to be like that. You're meant no, to go I... to the match, enjoy, enjoy it, with your yeah. mates and your family and all that. But sadly, the last since far had the shots come to the club yeah. in prison. Soulless mates. Yeah. Nothing will change. Yeah. Nothing will change. We have to decide what we have to decide what we're gonna be, don't we? We have to decide whether we're gonna be a old traditional football club that is ran by somebody who has got no traditions of running a football club, or we're gonna be a proper business. Which is run like a proper business with proper business people and allow, uh, allow uh, the heritage to be within the club, but that doesn't affect 
the uh, or we don't romanticize about who the owner is because after stuff you hear, certainly about Bill Kenwright, is the romanticizing of of who he is, and that just doesn't work anymore. You can't have local boy made good running football clubs. These are huge billion dollar companies or they have the potential to be billion dollar companies that own the owners now who are buying into them are either countries or hedge funds yeah and that does not allow for um yeah you know this this, this yeah this 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 way of going oh you know uh you know he loves the club and all this he loves the club he won't even talk to the fans of the club never mind love the club you know and, and they're terrified of the people the people who actually pay them money this this can't continue anymore. So you know, hopefully, and and the sooner it gets changed, the better because people now will be sweating over the next few weeks. Now the thing is, the the action needs, like you say, needs to happen quickly because you can harvest in then to the positivity because the fan base yeah. right now are, are are ready to get on board and yeah. get on board with something that is a little bit more realistic. Yeah. I think everyone's uh, and allow Sean Dice, yeah, yeah, allow yeah. Sean Dice to do his job. Mm. Definitely. And obviously, no, there's obviously another process. I think on Saturday at the ladder buildings and. Mm. They could, the club could just, that could, they could remove all that negativity for Saturday. Exactly. And just go, it's him done. And him and him and it's done. He's gone and he's gone. Well, tonight's going to be interesting, isn't it? Tonight's going to be interesting at the Fab. Tonight at the Fab's going to yeah. be interesting to see what comes out of that. See who's there. See who's there, so if any. I, yeah, I, I did hear before, then I'll see it, but... I don't think anyone on the board is going to be there again. Well, again, that's poor. That's yeah, very, very poor. Just, just, but isn't that, isn't that, wouldn't that be a rule break then? I, I don't know, but probably, mate. But it's, it's just this, breaking rules. Though, it's just that. disrespect, though, isn't it? It's just disrespect. Yeah. The good, I mean, so, me, yeah. Like today as well. just that's disrespect. Just, just more negativity. It is more negative. Negative. It, it piles in on top, and it should, have, it should all be done and dusted. You should be able to put last season yeah. in the bin now and say we're looking forward to next season, but you can't till things change. Somebody should have been negative enough. Yeah. Somebody should have been negative well, enough. It's because as a fan base, we, we know, don't we? If yeah. those, those changes don't happen, we know exactly yeah. what will happen again next season. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that's why we're so desperate for it. Right, nice one, Steve, for giving us a call, yeah, mate. Nice you, one. Nice one. one. See you later, See you later mate. Fella. See you later, mate. No, but that negativity should end, should end, should have ended on Sunday. I, I must admit, I was expecting the MSP announcement. I know these things take week. time, and I know they're probably waiting, but, like, if no one's... Th- someone should be there tonight as a show of fate and say, you know, because what... No, what, to me, I just... I honestly believe these people still don't think they've done a bad job. No, they don't. No, and I, I honestly yeah. believe that. And I honestly believe that um, they need, they'll need, they need to be forced out and leave. Yeah. I don't think Bill Kenwright leaves unless someone tells him to leave because yeah. I just think, I understand what it means to him, but I, I just I just don't think a man who's been around football can that long can, can process that he's not going to be part of it anymore. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I, it's like, mean I think what, what, what I find mad and I can't comprehend is is those people that are running the club how they can even have any thought that they've that that they've done a good job because yeah. the evidence suggests that they haven't both on and off the pitch yeah. and that's the thing because obviously on the pitch you can do your job off the pitch very well and the on the pitch side of it doesn't doesn't work out and that and that's a separate thing so you know you could you could put all the things in place and mm. the coach doesn't do well or the players don't take to the team whatever and you new recruits whatever but the off the the off the pitch stuff is is even worse than the on the pitch stuff. The off the pitch stuff is 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 literally we're breaking every rules, aren't we? We're breaking rules that if the league we're losing money hand over fist. But you know what though? Can I just I don't know how you feel about this, but 
you know when you hear people coming from the outside whether it be fa commissions or or whether it's um journalists or whether it's whoever it is coming after us the problem is as fans you side with those people rather than siding with your football club i don't know how you feel but yeah. when i see people attack my club i shouldn't feel like is right mate yeah i should feel like look at you yeah you start to don't start attacking my club yeah, this yeah. is my club yeah but i don't i look at the other way and i go it's right well you want them to shine a spotlight on you know this to thing out, out the thing today in the garden i know it's there's nothing in it yeah the treasury are looking into it but people are like this is good for us let's get rid of him we should be like this is the worst thing in the world get away from my football club yeah. but most people are like yeah that's good that and it shouldn't be like that it feels like it needs to be like that like you say to get the action to happen to get the change but it, it wouldn't it wouldn't need to be like that if these people just went maybe we're the problem are we the baddies yeah I, that's what i can't i literally can't comprehend it and yeah. Even if they go and push back up and say, look, Farad Mishir, he's, you know, he hasn't allowed us to do this, he hasn't allowed us to do that, well, then you still should resign anyway. You should resign on, on the fact mm. that you can't operate and do your, well, your role. Uh, ultimately, you what should happen as well is there should be like an end-of-year or end-of-season report where they come out and they speak to us and they go, we've we've made a mess of this. Whether it be Farad Mishiri, the chairman, the CEO, Kevin Felwell, Sean Dyche sort of did it in his after, you know, after Which the match. Mad though, isn't he? He's, he's the he's the one person that shouldn't. But he don't. They do that though. Everton do. Evan have done this for years though. They they like the manager to be um to be speaking at, uh, uh, as the voice of the football club, and the problem is with it being with it being a director of football model, it almost puts gives the manager. A sense of too much power then definitely he's coming yeah. out going we're going to sort this out we're going to sort that out it's like well hang on isn't the director of football supposed to do that yeah. uh isn't that his job to find the players to do this to do that aren't we again going well we're giving you all the power and it's like well, isn't that which has got us into trouble benitez having too much power ancelotti having too much power yeah. takes it away from the director of football the fellow who's got a st- who should be steering the ship properly and it leaves us it leaves us again going well who's who's running this thing so right have we got finn all right, Finn, you're right. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's about go on, mate. Oh, I just need to. Oh, the Sunday, I feel like Spider Man 2 and Toby Maguire just forgives up being Spider Man. That's how amazing life's been since Sunday. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were stopping the train from falling <laughs> off the tracks and you'd shot all your that webs all over Dice. the gaff. That was Sean Dice trying to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. While Bill Kenwright is Venom in Spider Man <laughs> yeah. 3. <laughs> Honestly, the stress, like going into Sunday, my little brother, like he's in getting ready for his year 11 exams next year. Mm. He's coming in, he's like, we're in the fan zone getting some chips. He's like, I can't eat, I'll throw up, I can't do it. And they're not cheap chips, are they? <laughs> they're not no, cheap no, chips. <laughs> no, it's and ridiculous, isn't it? It's just like, I'm watching my brother who's to be playing like these tests of his life, and he's giving more of a sh- shit about Everton fucking being relegated it's like oh my god yeah i mean that's priorities though you know what i mean at some point you've got to just realize you're thick and get on with life you know what i mean (laughs) you've chose your destiny it's everton good luck (laughs) he he had he had sick bands and he took tablets and everything before the game it was mad like the stress he was under and i was quite calm Mm. like i was speaking to me barber and and he was like, are you stressed for the game and stuff? And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not bothered now. It's like, 
but then on the day it was like completely like oh when i got into the stadium mm. I, I was, it was so emotional it was unbelievable my heart rate was through the roof all game for me watch relating me mine was 100 <laughs> and, mine was 144 at one point but last year it was 170 so I was a lot calmer this year than I was last year. Oh, there's positives, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't die. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was in the ground quite early to almost get that feeling of it building up because I did. I felt, I felt quite nervous me when waking up on Sunday morning. I'd been all right to that point, but I felt, I felt quite nervous Sunday. And then once we got in there, I was all right outside when we got in there. I just almost allowed it to build naturally as the time went by. So, and I can, I mean, how old are you, Finn? Is, is Finn gone? Well, I want to hear that from him himself. Where is he gone? Why have you just got rid of him? Why do you hate Finn? Yeah, I'm t- 23 now. There he is, 23. So this will be... So I've, I'm 44. I've done this... Oh, four, 23. I've done this four times. And... um. So this time it was a little bit a little bit easier, certainly after next se- last season. Hey, but I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, I can hear you've been hearing for ages. What are you rambling on about? <laughs> you said your age about twelve times. What's going on? Um, <laughs> no, like no, it's just it's just it's just um yeah. None of us should have to go through it at all, but I was I was a little bit calmer this time. Yeah, I think I think the thing the thing with it is when obviously there's always gonna be teams fighting for relegation. It is. It is what it is, and you know why should we have any divine right not to be in those positions? But it's when you can see it happening, and you and you can, and not just seeing it happening with the last few games of the season or on the pitch, you can see it happening years in advance. Yeah. Just walking into it, walking into it, and when the people running your club are not doing anything to mm. change it, if anything, are making it worse and worse and worse, and you're watching it. That that's where the frustration, the anger, and everything comes from because. You know, you can you can have an outlier of a season, can't you? You can have one where things don't quite work on the pitch yeah, and stuff. I think Moyes had the odd one, um, and and that can happen. So you, it is what it is. You but, never have an issue with things going on in football if it's football. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. when I mean, again, you know, when I was a lad, you know, it was all about football. It was all about what you had the best eleven players or the or or yeah. and any kind. If you you know, you never nothing else come into it now. But now, like you know, Finn, you know, Finn, you're like twenty three. And you're having to dissect whether what financial implications are are, are going to happen with this. I'm going to happen Did with that. Know the word amortization. <laughs> no, no, I, come yeah. my brother. I would not have had any idea. My brother's age, and now he's looking up everything. Yeah. Like I need to do this. Just like get into business now. The, you, you've learned it all now from everything. It's get ridiculous. It. I thought amortization was a disease you got if you were a West Ham fan. I thought it was a film. But yeah, it's, it's, you, you you know now you've got to know the ins and outs of everything. Whereas it used to just be like, have you? And I suppose that's what we've got to get back to is like looking and going, are the players on the pitch good enough? Mm. If they're not, that's why we are where we are. Not well, it's because of this and because of him. And and like you're saying, then take away the negatives, take all those away those negatives. I create a situation that doesn't have those negatives, and hopefully don't get days like that, which nobody wants to go through. It's just it's just ridiculous. And what makes it worse is. When you hear people go, Everton going through this again, it's like, it's only the second time it's happened in know, 25 yeah. years. Yeah. It's not like this happens all the time. But then the media create this narrative that, like, we haven't had, um, I'm not, I was going to use the word good times then, but I will refrain. <laughs> I, there's a copyright for that word, and I'm not allowed to use it. Um, but, like, there's a, an element of, like, oh, you, 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 it's been terrible. It's like, no, no, you know, 
two years ago we finished with 59 points and if we'd won two more games in the running we would have got in Europe yeah so two years ago we had Ancelotti 59 no, points James Rodriguez no. Richarlison Calvert-Lewin fully fit Luca Dean Luca Dean yeah and um mm-hmm. and Gilfie Sigurdsson yeah two so, years later you've got what you've there got there you go there you go hopefully so how are you feeling about the how are you feeling about the future Finn do you know what for the future um it's a bit mixed bag like I want to, and trust that Sean Dyche will not put us in this situation on the pitch for the foreseeable future, how longer he's there for, mm. if he sees out his contract or not. But the board is always going to worry me until something is announced. That yeah. is going to be there the whole way through now. Mm. No, like, that's You'll it. have the players battling Dyche and everything, but. Absolutely, I, I, I totally go with that. Players. Yeah, I think we have to we have to get that mentality as a football club back of like us against the world. But as I was just saying to Mike before you came on, at the moment there's almost a thing of like when you see reports of like oh uh, the media going after Everton or, or this, you're almost on their side, you know, on the football club side. And we need that to change. We need to get people out of the club that we don't like so then we can go, I like my football club. I like the fellow who runs my football club. I like the fellow who's the chairman. I like the CEO. I like all these people because they're pulling in the same direction as us. And until that happens, we're all going to be like, I love my football club, but I absolutely don't like the people who run it. And therefore, any bad news is actually good news for us. I hate that. That's horrible. Yeah. I hate that. I hate having to say horrible things about my you football club. It, I just you? want to support my football club. Absolutely. I mean... And also get to 100,000 subs on YouTube. <laughs> I, I agree with Finn as well because it, until this board's gone or something happens with it, you know, you can't fully... I trust Dice, but I don't trust the board to give him the tools mm. still because in your head you go, oh, no, they're going to have to get a strike. Well, I said that last summer mm. and then I said that we sat here on, on transfer deadline day on January. It was inconceivable that we wouldn't bring up strike. Yeah, yeah well, here's a, here's a tweet. I've just seen this tweet just popped up on my feed. Kevin Nicholson, who what you used to be at Everton Football Club, um said and this he, he says they tweeted this yet successful clubs are aligned by having a clear vision a clear strategy are consistent in their messaging and behaviors they also focus on recruiting players who fit the culture and the football philosophy there you go Aisha said it all in a tweet that way no I know Dice got asked after the game about football culture and all that kind of thing and he was a bit like well not sure what the, you know not sure what what people sometimes you they you throw that word around but there you go Aligned, clear vision, clear strategy, and a consistent messaging and behaviours. Everton don't tick any of those boxes. And until they do start ticking those boxes, we won't be a well-run football club. And it's as simple as that. It's true, yeah. I mean, I just look at Dice after the the game with what he said. It was like he was quite... He tried not to talk about off the pitch stuff all the way through his tenure. And then now it's come here. He's like, it all needs to go. It's like he's basically come out now and said, if the board sat me, I've said what I've said. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with previous managers who have been there or Marcel Brands, etc. and players. It's not just the players and the on, on the pitch stuff. It's everything behind closed doors. Yeah, because we, listen, we don't want to, our managers don't want to come out and criticise them. They're the bosses. That'll be like Ned criticising me. And we know what would happen if he'd done that. <laughs> um, you know, they don't want to criticise because they're the bosses. But they have to at some point say, we need to, get this all sorted we need like what i think if you look at like the if you look at what he said during his team he's so he's so and the messaging it's funny because last week we were coming back from walls me and ned and we were listening to the interview that he did after the match with the everton guy and the everton guy must have asked him five times about the fans 
And it was like it was setting up this thing of like, oh, don't worry about how we played or all the plays we've got. The fans, the fans seen pride and they've yeah. seen this. And there's obviously been this like internal memo of big the fans up as much as you can. And the manager like was like, how many different ways you want me to say how good they are? But after the match on Sunday, he was like, he almost, he, looked, he went both ways. He was like, the fans have got to understand that we're not going to be amazing. But then, it, but then he was almost like, but we have to get uh, something sorted at this football club. And he was buying into the fact of like, I need everyone to be on the same page. And now I'm talking to the fans, but I'm talking to these guys as well behind me. Yeah. You know, the ones who are upstairs. And that's what he was sort of saying. And I, I think he knew that something has to change because it is going to change. And after the last game, after we'd been successful in staying up, he could say that. Well, that, that, is it the high performance podcast with oh, the, yeah. that he's that he's done? Oh yeah, is it with is it Jake? Is it what, yeah, Jake Humphries. With Jake yeah. Humphries, before obviously he took the Everton job, yeah. he spoke exactly about that with, with in terms of aligning and managing up and aligning mm. in terms of the the people running the club and getting those expectations and also getting the truth. Yeah. He was big on just tell me what I've got and yeah, don't yeah. don't basically BS me. You know, let me know what what I've got. What I was hoping with his interview when he come out with with what he said was it felt very much like he knows they're going. Yeah. So that that's the big thing I took from it was he's not really spoke out against them up until that point. He sat there and basically said everything that we've we've really wanted yeah. to hear. Um and that to me speaks that he knows what's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um so I'm hoping it's just a matter of hopefully yeah. sitting tight for a few days. Yeah. We're just we're just waiting for Bill Kemright to release it at a time when we're on just not ready for it, like before a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got day before pre-season. He's got two months now to. He'll be sitting there on a statement for two months, waiting to release it. And he'll release it before right, the first game of the it. season. Um, he always released stuff. Also, Everton always released stuff while I'm walking the dog. I wish he'd stop doing that. It's not oh, on. Chairman Bill. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, Finn, nice one for calling, mate. Yeah, nice one, Finn. Yeah, yeah, just go. See you just later, go. Finn. Just That's nice one, Finn. See you later, mate. See you <laughs> later, later mate. Nice, one. nice one, mate. Yeah. There you go, Finn. They giving us a call. Uh, yeah, have we got any more callers? We've got time for more, yeah. Why? Who's, who's there? We got Bryn. I mean, if Bryn's there, we'll get him on. Are you the king of the phone calls? <laughs> He's Welsh for Hill. Are you the producer? So why is Gemma doing all the work if you're the producer? You're, you've been sitting there reading your book. <laughs> oh, Gemma, that's... He's had, he, oof, I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that. A, a Ned mic on permanently. The Ned thing? Hello, Bryn. You're all right, mate? How you doing, lads? All right. Oh, good, good. good. Um, I was calling just about how I'm feeling about the club, and honestly, on, I'm optimistic. Ooh. I have to say, I have to say, because what you were just talking about about you know the club philosophy and stuff. Yeah, I think we've been strained from it a bit too much, and mm. you know the board thinking we're something we're not. Mm. I would love nothing more than to bring in, you know, a Spanish manager, re-sign James Rodriguez. Get in Isco, sign a four foot Argentinian false nine. But yeah. I think, you know, I think this next season, if we keep Deitch yeah. and the board back him, you know, 
you look at some of the players we're linked with, I, I mean, I don't know what that guy, there was a guy on before who was having a go at Beto, saying he only had 10 goals. But if you look a bit deeper into it, he's playing in a mid-table Serie A team with probably the least creative midfield in the Serie A. And Beto, he, he just strikes me as the, the combination of the DCL and Lukaku. Yeah. And, you know, he might not live up to it, but if he doesn't, you know, you've got a like-for-like DCL mm. replacement or squad player. Yeah. Unlike Morpé, where you just have to completely shift your play style. Um, and then Ryan Kent, you know. No, no Ryan a, Kent. He's a, bit, he's a bit of a divisive character. No, player. he's crap. He's, he's not crap. divisive. He's crap. I watch... I watch a I've, lot of Rangers I've games. Not... He's, he's, no, he's rubbish, honestly. No, he's got absolutely no end product at all. He's rubbish. I mean, neither does Damari Gray. I know, but I that's why we don't want Damari Gray either. <laughs> we don't want. You know, I'm not. I've got. I'm not gonna. I know, but I, I don't care. That you know what? I I could probably get a bowler for free. I don't want that Rangers, either. But if Rangers don't want him, we don't want him. Honestly, do you know what I was oh. looking at the other day? Was um, Brighton's incomings. And their signings that they brought in, I'll be honest, A, I can't say half the players' names, and B, I've never heard of them. I'd love a summer of us bringing in players. I have no idea who they are. I think, though, if you bring in players you've never heard of, you have to you have to have a plan, and that plan is they don't go into the first team. They go in, they come into the club, they sit there for a year learning the trade, and then they take over from the person the next season. So let's see, say Everton went out and bought some like hotshot uh, Peruvian left-back. Right, you would, you know, you'd you'd have to bring him in. Know, aren't you? Well, you know, <laughs> got, you'd have to bring him in. You'd have to get him used to like playing at like sea level first, <laughs> um, and then and then and then then you give him a year to get acclimatized, and then you put him in the year after. Yeah, that's how you've got to do it. That's how well, they that's do what, it. That's what reports at Brighton are saying. You know, that's part of why their recruitment is working so well. They're saying there's reports of like. You know, because the players are already there that are from those, you know, nations that speak the language, they just acclimatize much easier. And, you know, I think they said something about they've got special, like, homes or something where you'll live with the other players or something or quite nearby. But yeah. Oh, like, like a dig, like digs, yeah, like old fashioned digs, yeah. Um, Um, and then also just wanted to know would there be any players you take from the relegated teams? No, I wouldn't, and I, the reason why I wouldn't um, is because I just don't think you get value for them. I know there's like quality. I just don't think you get value. I think Ever, I think Everton should be looking at players who um, aren't, uh, probably haven't played in the Premier League and have been. And uh, um, I mean, there's names. I mean, you know, from Leicester. You know, if it was to pick one, Harvey Barnes would be the one. No, he's a Tory. Um, no, James Madison would be one, but he'll go to like Newcastle. Yeah, he's, he's someone. No, he's someone you. But he'll be like a fifty million pound player, isn't he? It's not like you're getting him on the oh, cheap. Yeah. You know, uh, Southampton, you go for Ward Prowess, but he'll probably stay no, um, for another year because they. I think they'll out out of the three teams that went down. I think they'll come back. Yeah. Um, and out of Leeds, I wouldn't go near. Uh, Aronson, maybe he's got a clause in his contract Rodrigo, like him. that maybe that I'd go for. Rodrigo. Rod, no. He's a midget. Nah, he? I want a big, strong, strapping centre forward. Yeah. Somewhat... Beto. Yeah, Beto. Yeah, mate. Be- Listen, Beto. We've been Beto's not just something like a... Everton have been looking at Beto for a while. Yeah. yeah. There's something in that, by the way. It's not just like <laughs> it's not just like a paper talk. paper talk. There's something in that. Mm-hmm. Everton have looked at him for a while. Um, 
and and it's about it'll be about the money. It'll be and that's why you'll hear them getting linked with Napoli and all these people to try and time entice yeah. Evan to pay stupid money. Just got to make sure we don't. But I I don't really like going going. For, I mean, look at look at our team. It's full of players who've been like either relegated or nearly relegated. We yeah. need we need players who are on the up. We need play. I'd rather go to the championship and buy an up and coming championship player like we did under Moyes. Just think of like the players we bought under Moyes. They were up and coming players that were on the way up, not on the way down. I want players that they look at us and go, "I'll play for Everton," and then I might go and play for someone uh, like like Man City yeah. or whoever. Buy players on the up, not on the way down, and you'll get players who are hungry, who are who That's are gonna ready to take that next step, and aren't asking for stupid money. So no, I I probably wouldn't go near any of the relegated players. I wouldn't necessarily go near any of them in terms of from the financials, but I, I would have Harvey Barnes. I think he'd be an, an mm. absolute asset to our team. It, it, goals from out wide. You know, he, I, I looked and he was like, I think yeah. he was like sixth or sixth in the top in mm. the goal scoring charts last season. Um, mm. You know, for the team's being relegated, I think he's uh, I think he's done well. He's a good age, but yeah, financially it's just not going to work, is it? With where we're at at the minute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, someone just put a decent shout in the chat. You know, Alex Scott. We can't sign Alex Scott. <laughs> we can't. She, she's. A, I think we're in a, She's a female. Oh. <laughs> oh God. That's gonna. That's gonna stop it. I, I think. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna put in a point about how City are interested in, but no. <laughs> no. Um, no. And then, so so what? Some of this sort of younger players you wouldn't even touch, like the Bella Kotchaps, like a Sulemana. The only one I like, I, I like um, I like the kid at Southampton, um, the Italian oh, lad, the Italian lad they got, no, the the fullback they got from Chelsea. I think he was injured for most of the last season, wasn't he? Oh, what's his name? Italian, Italian fullback. He's like he's a he's he's from Chelsea. He played for Chelsea and Southampton signed, and he played against us, and he was brilliant against us last season. I can't remember his name off the top of me oh, top of my head, um, but I I really like him. I think he was ah, injured for, yeah, for for part yeah, of last season. They didn't sign him this season. They had him last season. Um, um, the right back they had Southampton. Livermento. Livermento. I like him. I oh. think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. He'll cost, you, he'll cost twenty-five. Oh, hang on! Before you wanted to sign uh, all kinds, now you will. Now you're out there asking. For... <laughs> I'm signing people who have relegation release clause how do you know he hasn't got a relegation release clause are you in the know because he was signed he was signed before Southampton were in this situation oh, I don't know like, where were they before where were they yeah, last season Southampton are always in the relegation mix up aren't they mm. yeah, yeah. no I think I think with them I, I agree with Ped I think they're the ones who, who will just come straight back up I think they'll comfortably win the championship I think comfortably win comfortably oh win that's it, yeah. bold a bit Burnley-esque I don't know if they'll comfortably no, win it but I think they'll win. I think they're actually well placed than the other two because the other two need rebuilds yeah. I don't think Southampton need 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 rebuilds but um, but Liveramento I'd definitely he's someone I'd look at um, but they'll probably think they could keep holding but I think he's been out injured a lot of the season um, I know he's not actually Italian he's not actually Italian Italian is he? he's actually from London but yeah. I mean his name's Liveramento so the clue's in the name you know what would you do with, with, and then, with Che Adams? Keep che Adams? No, shut oh, up, Che gosh. Adams. Keep I'd rather have Ryan one. Kent. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd rather... No? Brother I'd... Jordan, are you? Hang on. Steady on, though. <laughs> no, I would. I would. Steady on, though. Me watching him play. 
And then also, have you the link with the um, Schalke player? Schalke got Kraub. relegated as well. Thomas Kraub. They got yeah. they so got what, relegated. You wouldn't, you wouldn't... Why don't we go and get John Joe Kenny while we're there? Has he been? Has Hertha Berlin been relegated? Yeah, yeah, they got relegated. They got relegated. They were right. bottom. Once, I mean, once John Joe Kenny was never any good. Once John Joe Kenny touches you, <laughs> it's two teams that he played for in Germany both got relegated. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, so we did sign Garner Gay from Aston Villa. We yeah, we did. He was good. No, I know, I know, I know. Pick all plays, of course. But I think, I think for value, I think you stay away. Oh, people, for um, value. Yeah, he's, and he's four million. Ooh. Thomas oh. Kraus. Oh, stop going Krause. on about Thomas Kraus. It's a, it's a, it's Thomas. The only he's foreign, you have no idea. Who he's, he is. I do, I do. Doing. He makes, he makes those hot dogs in a jar. <laughs> Thomas oh, Kraus's yeah. hot dogs in a jar. That's what it's called. The famous <laughs> Salomon Aldi in the middle aisle. Oh god! <laughs> I think I think oh, you I need then. I think you need Baz for these ones. <laughs> Come on, sell sell Thomas Kraus to me then. Come on, sell. Imagine I'm Bill Kenwright. <laughs> he speaks good English and oh. four million. That, that's how I sell it. And you can pay the four million over six years. I know yeah. I know parrots who speak good English. He needs to know I need more than that. He's better than Mopai. <laughs> <laughs> What's his position? How many goals did he score? Centre mid. How many, how many goals did he score? Barely any. We've got loads of them. <laughs> We've got loads of them. <laughs> yeah, but he... He's been touted as a, a just a gay replacement. I, I don't care about goals from a defensive midfielder. Ned got touted as not being ginger. That's not true, are they? You've got to give me more. <laughs> You've got to come and wow me, man. Wow, wow. How old is he? This is you're a terrible first date. He's you. He's twenty-one. Oh, he's young, foreign. Never heard of him before. Four million. Is that is that I weird? Is that, You've oh. something to me. The Brighton want him. If Brighton want him, I'll have him. <laughs> what happens to poor James Garner if he comes in? Get him James as the eight. Gar- James Garner's position isn't being touched. I-, I was I was calling that James Garner is super talent. You're trying to kick James Garner up our club Why by, like by buying a fella who makes hot dogs getting, in a jar. Getting, what is going on? Getting an address, the gay replacement just because he sat, just because he speaks good English. <laughs> What? Because he speaks good English and he's foreign. You're trying to get no, one of our. It's because RB Leipzig have him. If they have him, that means he must have something. RB Leipzig okay. don't go and sign people unless they are cream of the crop. All right. Fair play. Fair play. All right. Anyway. Top man. <laughs> See you later. See you later. See you later. What about Thielmans? What do you think will happen to Thielmans? Liverpool. You're just saying random cities out loud or... No, just saying a football okay. club that I All think right. he'll go to. All right. I don't think he'll go to Liverpool. I, I think he'll go to Liverpool. Or have you got it on good authority? I've got it on good authority. Which, what's your authority? You'll have to wait to make my authority. I don't know what that is. Um, Have we... Ned, have we got anyone else? It says not visible. We'll try and make them visible. The invisible man. Someone here. Someone's here. I can hear them. Who is it? Oh, it's Chris. We got Chris. Nice one, Chris. Right. Can everyone hear? Ned, can everyone hear Chris? Okay. All right. Have we got Chris, Ned? Yeah, I'm on you. Yeah. Oh, we can hear you. It's everyone else can hear you. 
Right, we've got Chris Chris Hannon from the um who has helped organize the um well, I don't really want to call it a protest, but but tell us what's going on on Saturday down at the Liver Buildings, Chris. Uh, so I'm still hoping it doesn't have to happen like, but yeah. uh, we're gonna meet at eleven. Um Round about eleven, just have a quick protest. Got a couple of new big flags um, that got delivered tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we get some numbers. Spoke to the media, and uh, I'm hoping they'll turn off like they have to most of them. And we'll just basically let them know we're not we're not giving up. We're not doing what we did last year and put, taking our foot off the gas. Mm. And you've got to change. You've got yeah. to make the changes, or or it's going to carry on throughout the summer. Yeah, it'll carry on to the first game of the season if it has to. Yeah, um, it's just, but you know, like I've, I've heard a few people discuss on on this um, rumors and stuff that's going through the week through this week. Um, mm. Hopefully, we get some concrete news before Saturday. It doesn't have to happen. I've actually spoke to people in the club um, saying this is what we're doing on Saturday. Do we have to do it? Mm. And uh, we've said they're going to come back to us. Um, yeah. Let's see what's what, but you know, I believe I want to say because we've been promised that a few times. So yeah, yeah, and obviously there's um there's the fab meeting tonight, isn't there? I mean, I don't know if we're expecting anyone to turn up for that. No, but, but yeah, it be... there's no one. I've spoke to the spoke to someone who's going to the meeting. I won't name them. Like you yeah. said, I can I can use the information you've given me, but the club have informed the fab that there'll be no direct announcement. Okay, breach of yeah of oh, that's... the rules that the Premier League sets out. Yeah, well that's that's shocking it's, straight off the bat. But it's just a, it's a lack of respect. Like you said before, it's a lack of respect. It's a yeah. slap in the face. Yeah. It's the fan advisory board. Yeah. You've been blowing smoke up our asses all week. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, exactly. You can't, even, you can't even send someone to. You could also, it's no, it's not, not, we don't need thanks. We, mm. we, so, the, what we do on Sunday is is no, it's because we love Everton. We're not doing it to get a pass on the back, but yeah, yeah. no, we've. It's deserved, isn't it? But also, it's just like you say, it's a lack of respect. Yeah, it's respect. It's respect for it's respect for what is you know what is going on with the what the fan advisory board is for. It's respect for that, and and you know it's not you're not you're not like it's not like the like it is the fans, but it's obviously like a like it's like a um, almost like the professional side of the fans and. But to not have someone there when you're supposed to have someone there, it's just it's just ridiculous. So, um, but I mean, obviously, if we it, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Obviously, if MSP reared their head in the next few days and Everton headed this off and sorted it out. I mean, there's loads of rumours, obviously, about new chairman and all this kind of thing. But you know, we don't need this, do we? We don't don't people don't people shouldn't be enjoying their first weekend from football being down at the Liver Building to protest something which should have happened quite frankly on on Monday morning um you know it shouldn't be we shouldn't we shouldn't be a week after we survived on the last day waiting for people who who quite rightly should not be at the football club anymore certainly like that I've heard that my mum's football more I did pre-season with my footy team at I managed to play for him so 10, 10 months of football and mm. she thinks I've got six weeks off now. Wait, I'm going to tell her I've got to go to a protest and try to Take away, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's what I said. That's why yeah. I said on, on the message you put on Twitter, bring your partners, bring your kids, <laughs> you go out or whatever, just just pop by and, and yeah. you know, stand, stand there. There's a sing song or want to throw the flag or whatever, no, but no. it's just, if we can get a decent amount of numbers... No, no. Um, you, you, you'll know it'll make make the papers, and you know it'll make Sky, especially after what these people do. Yeah. The kinds of people who come out this week. Yeah. One shows that 
people know change is coming and trying to get on the right side of the fence. But two, it also shows that the media, the mainstream media in this country, are just it's just full of rats, isn't it? They're all flying the sinking ship now, aren't they? Yeah, and the thing is as well, listen, we, we you know, I've heard it all, you'll have heard it all. During the season, lots and lots of people told us that uh, protesting was better for the end of the season. Well, the end of the season's here now. So if all those people who said that they wouldn't protest at the end yeah. of the season, this is your opportunity. Because, you know, you know, they, they didn't want to disrespect the team or they didn't. They wanted the atmosphere in the ground to be amazing and all that kind of thing. We saw on Sunday that magnificent march from the brick down County Road, past the Oak and up Bellow Lane into the ground. So we can tap into a bit of that. We can tap into a bit of um, those people who said, you know, it wasn't the time to protest. Well, now is the time to protest. If that's what you said you were going to do, now is the time. Because last summer, people left it and we saw what happens. And it, there's no time to leave it now. It has to be done to get the change that is required at this football club. I was one last one of the people last summer who said, I'm having a, I think I went away. The, I booked the holiday purposely just in case we went down. Mm. And... I went away literally a few days after the end of the season and uh, I was exhausted. Like, yeah. even no, on yeah. I, I didn't even have a bevy on, not on either of four battles after the game on Monday. I was home for match of the day, I went drunk mm. and I was exhausted Monday. Yeah, yeah. Just no, mentally. No. And I was and, and I was speaking to Gemma, Han, and Katie and, and they would, and I was like, we can't, we can't stop again. We've just got to keep going. And then I put that, we put that statement out and I think it got. 30,000 views just on mine. I think all together it had over 100,000 views and thousands of likes and retweets and shares. And and, and the, the poll, 75% of people think we should do it. Yeah. We should we should be protesting. And even people who, who commented on my one saying, um, I've said all, all season that we need to wait till now and, and I'm going to come. I've seen yeah. a few people like that. I was like, great. If you say it, it's, it's everyone's opportunity. And was it the Welsh fellow come on before saying he's. He's looking forward to next season. I will be the minute you, you, you make it a yeah, you make an announcement or they say like this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. Um and then new people come in. Then like guys just don't them new people need to come in and just read the room yeah. and, and and not say, right, we're gonna get Champions League or we're gonna do this, we're gonna yeah. do that. And just speak honestly and speak properly and say lower yeah. um lower expectation kind of thing and, and yeah. say, right, we're gonna slowly build and we're gonna get back to where where we wanna be. But you've got to You've got to stick with us, and, and we want to see this and, and what you did at, um, at the games keep us up yeah. in, in games all the time, and, and work with the fans. And I've spoke to people in the club who, who liaise, liaison officers and, mm. and stuff like that, and you're keen to do so apparently. MSP. Yeah. So um, if if MSP do approach mm. fan groups and, and stuff like that, then yeah. I think that they're starting off on, on the right foot, aren't they? Yeah, I think everyone wants a clean slate, don't they? I think people at the club want a clean slate. I think people at the club don't want this. They don't want this in fighting because it's bad for everybody. Everton's name being dragged through the mud every day through the media. And then, like we were saying before, we, it's it's easy for us. I agree. Uh, I, it's easy for us to say... Um, to say, oh, you know, we're we're fully, we love our club, but we we the people who run our club, we 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 have no confidence in, we have no faith in, and if you remove, then it's a clean start, like we've seen with Newcastle. We spoke about that loads of times. It's a clean start, fresh start, and those people who who've been doing their jobs diligently at the club, who've been who've had to put up with this as well, they can obviously try and get back to reconnecting the fan base with the club. But it's it's things to have, no, for me because like. We always moan about the transfer window and we're late and we do our deals yeah. late and whatever. And this is exactly what they're doing now. 
Yeah. He should have had this lined up weeks and weeks ago and said, right, these are going. Yeah. I thought it would have given the fan base a massive boost. We stayed up anyway, so it's irrelevant. Yeah. But I thought if you would have said a month ago, listen, the CEO, the chairman are going to leave. They're going to do the duties until this date. And then there's going to be this. It's going to happen. And, and you know, it, it would have united the club even more so then and mm. obviously enhanced the chances of us staying up. But this yeah. was the season's finished. Yeah. And we've had nothing except for some IT team on, on the social media absolutely celebrating staying yeah. up. Well, yeah. After the manager come out and said we shouldn't be celebrating I know. it. I yeah, know. yeah, it's Twitter. I've been doing yeah. 10 tweets a day celebrating it. It's it just, again, it's mixed messages from I know. the club. I know. Well, the first thing they should have done is got a video of someone pulling that picture off the wall of the pitch invasion and putting it in the bin. That's the first thing they should have done and put a video out of that, never mind everything else. But there you go. Uh, Chris, so it's uh, 11 o'clock at the Pier Ed. Um, and yeah, that's that live a building, yeah. It won't be, it won't be, you know, a long drawn out. No, no, just want to get our numbers together, get some pictures, get some exposure, yeah. Let them know we're not stopping, and then and then oh, we'll see what happens. We'll crack on with other stuff if we have to, but hopefully, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have to come to that, yeah, yeah. Nice one, Chris. Nice one for All coming right, on tonight, mate. Speak to you soon. See you later. Get out, mate. There you go. Uh, Eleven o'clock, as you're saying there, Peter Ed, live at buildings. Get get down there because I think this is the one opportunity to do that. Don't leave it to somebody else if that's the way you feel. People who've spoken all season about or, or through the half the season saying, um, you know, process at the end of the season. This is your opportunity. Uh, if there's if there's little numbers there, then it makes us all look weak. It makes us all look like we're not bothered and we've stayed up. And they can and and they will take half. And I don't care what anyone says. These people have egos the size of ships. They'll think, oh, there's no one there. They they love us. So there you go, Mike. Nice one for coming in, mate. Even though I thought you were just gonna give us a call. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for having us. Nice one. Ned meant Ned could go over there and read his book. Nice one. He's asleep. Nice one for everyone. Call as well for all the messages, comments. There you go. We'll be back tomorrow. Half one over on Sophie TV Premier. See you then. See you later. Bye. Bye.